I got that, I got that. Yeah, heard them call me conscious. I ain't think about it honestly. My thoughts too deep to process. So I do this all unconsciously. Finally feeling God blessed. Got a woke off dropping prophecy. Don't take it out of context. Just before, I swear they always sleep. Now they catch the message, yeah. Bet that every song is deep. It's levels in each concept. What I can't just never monotheme. I'm trying to lead this flock for the cause. Not the following people upon the partner. And I wonder why they drawn to me. Once upon a time, I thought to follow up a dream draw Life about these lines, nothing twice about these schemes And like thrice about these insights What I write is like a blueprint for you to comprehend life That's life, I reckon make you shine Never dim it down, even if you live surrounded Where everybody vision clouded Remember staying down ain't quite as good as getting out It's and remember staying down ain't quite as Ay, ay, ay you believe, yeah Many doubted it was hard for them to think Somehow I'm finally getting out of that set Usually, yeah A vision clouded, but As you can see by now We finally getting out of writing truth Spread love, tell me how you feel about it Got this music from above That's how I know I'm getting out of writing truth Spread love, tell me how you feel about it Got this music from above That's how I, ay, ay up motherfuckers we are here um with my boy noise and we just spontaneously decided to do this pod this is like super unplanned um i was already gonna do a pod with my homegirl Corey this weekend that's why i have my computer on me and then noise was telling me a story about how he got fired from his job recently and i was like yeah we need to do a pod about this here we are so before we get yeah. into that story, because people are going to be like, what the fuck if we just jump right into the story? Who is Noise? How do we know each other? Wrecking Crew. What's the Wrecking Crew? Uh, Mayday. Recognize. Burns. Noms. It's a music yeah, band. Yes. Music yes. Band. Uh, where do I start? Where do, you, where do we start? Where do we start? <laughs> That's a good question. Thank you. Um, I guess 2019... Recognized, started the Wrecking Crew, and uh, I joined, and Noise joined later that year, like early the next year. 2020, towards early the end. 2020. Yeah. So we're internet friends. It's like the second time we've hung out in person, yep. but, know, but the internet has changed the world, so it's like, I, know, I feel like I know him, Facts. even though we like <laughs> kind of hardly know each other in the traditional sense, I feel like I know him at the same time, you know, um, which is tight. And he fucking gave us a place to stay. We're on our way to Jacksonville for a concert, for a Mayday concert, which is going to be epic. Um, <laughs> but before we get to the story about how you got fired, because that's kind of what I want to center this around a little bit. But like, um, where'd you grow up? Like a little bit about yourself. How did you get into Mayday? And then like a little bit about like the concert that <clears throat> we went to, the, the one other time we've hung out in person, and like a little bit about the Wrecking Crew. Uh, you're gonna have to refresh me halfway through some of this because I'll probably forget oh, as yeah. I'm going through it, ADHD and all that. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm an old man. I'm I just turned 46. Um, so yeah, doing online uh, this stuff this is a little awkward for me, but uh, I'm giving it a go with my guy here. Um, so yeah, I'm from Washington State originally. I was born in a small town called Longview, Washington, a little mill town in nowhere. Um, Everybody that still lives there is 
probably on drugs or is just trying to raise a family on is like minimum this is wage. Is like on the coast, like Pacific Northwest? Coast yes, or? yes, okay. it's like right on the Columbia <clears throat> River, um, about an hour up the river from Portland. Okay. Oregon, so right on the other side, um, just past Vancouver. But not inland. Uh, what do you mean by inland? Not like close to Idaho. No, not that. Not on that side of the mountains. No, it's on the the coast. Uh, yeah, side. yeah. So gotcha. you could drive to Seattle in three hours, or drive an hour south to Portland. Got it. Yeah, the good old Northwest. Um, rains a lot out there. Very cold. Um, How old were you when you moved out of there? How old was I? I want to say twenty-seven, twenty-eight. Oh, you were there for a good chunk. Okay. I didn't yeah. That. Yeah. No, I I sold weed and you know like everybody else I knew or I tried to keep some you know now by the minimum time you wage job. You're 46, or, so 28. That's 18 years ago. That's 2005. Was it legal and it wasn't no, legal? There, no, right? I never thought I'd see weed legalized anywhere ever gotcha. in my lifetime. So as, the as, recent developments over the last 10 years have surprised you. Yes, it's fully legal in Washington now. So it's, it's, yeah, it's, uh, it's a definite change for me. Still legal out here in Georgia. But times are changing, apparently. Well, we don't care, clearly. Um, hey, progress is great. I like <laughs> it. I like it. I'm not mad at it. Right. So I guess we can, at this point, well, all right, now let's, let's go. Yeah, yeah, so well, you, you asked for some other stuff, yeah, like yeah. how did I get into music and all that. Well, yeah. I, um, I, I, so one of the good thing, one of the good jobs that I did get in that small town was- It does record even. Was, yeah, was well. working in a casino. Um, it had a nightclub, so I started bar backing there. Um, I don't remember how old I was, um, 20, 21, something like that. Um, and then eventually I became one of their bartenders. Um, and then I actually was able to start doing DJing and stuff in the nightclub and bartending in the nightclub over there. Um, so that was something that introduced me to music a lot. And, you know, I already, I already loved music. My dad had a huge, uh, record collection. Um, a lot of it's in the closet right now, but, um, yeah, huge record collection from, you know, all kinds of classic rock to, well, mainly their stuff was classic rock, Pat Benatar, you know, Led Zeppelin, ACDC, you know, that kind of thing. Um, but then, obviously, I was growing up in the 80s and the 90s where hip-hop was becoming very prevalent. Um, you know, Tupac and Biggie in the 90s, that was huge. Um, so I got heavily into hip-hop um, from that. I listened to a lot of DJs, went to a lot of different kind of raves out there. Um, I saw Dilated Peoples. Um, Who's the other ones that just, they just released their music on DSPs? What's the name of them? De La Soul. De La Soul. I saw them at a rave back in the 90s. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I saw all kinds of people back. I've been to so many concerts. I've been to Lollapalooza's and seen Jane's Addiction, Jurassic 5, um, all kinds of great bands. So that's, um, that's honestly like a good thing to hear because if you're that well you know, verse, I guess, is for lack of a better term, or just like, um, you know, soaked into music and the music culture. Absolutely. The fact that you're such a Mayday fan just speaks volumes to how dope they are, right? Exactly. Yeah. I feel the same way because they're I'm very into versatile. All, all yeah. different types of music, and I don't care about genre. And 
I just care about how it hits me, you know, how the music feels, you know, and like yep. Mayday is just like the fact that they're really truly impossible to genreize, you know, they are their own genre, they are their own sound, and like, yep. and it's so good at the same time. Like, it's not just like some bullshit experimental, like, you know, it's like fucking it's tight it's you know? soulful Smooth, bluesy yeah everything jazzy hip-hoppy everything rocky alternative punk yeah like all, all of it. it yeah exactly so good you know so good the and, best. and they leave out the country and i'm okay with that because i'm not a fan but of even country, no honestly. but i mean they kind of they even they have a little bit of that like golden hour has a little bit of that i love golden hour i don't well i don't think it has a country vibe it has a, an acoustic yeah. vibe it's it's like a raw like a grassroots vibe. I would have never associated it as a, as a country song, but now I, you, I, you're gonna make me not be able to unhear it. <laughs> it's got a little especially bit, especially with the kind of it's almost a western theme video too. Yeah. Now that you but mentioned, but they don't care, man. They don't care about all that bullshit. <clears throat> They're just making music that hit people in the heart. Hit people yeah, no, in the Golden soul. Hour is one of my favorite tracks uh, on the album. What's one? Golden Hour. Oh yeah, good. Yeah, great track. Absolutely. That's a great album, dude. Oh, like, yeah. I've always been a stuck on an island slash take me to your leader. Like, uh, mm. they'll never touch Take those. me to your leader, though. God damn, that's a good album. Oh, man. Finish I, Line. I never, I never thought, like. Finish Line, some of the older ones. Between too. Take Me to Your Leader and Thrift Store stuck Halos on an got island, some jams. Thrift Store Halos is Fuck, there. man. From that era, I never thought that they were going to get to that again. But Mid Minutes of Midnight was the first time since then where I was like, yo, this is. This is Seven's, Seven's production. Isn't that what a lot of that was? A lot of it, but I mean, just in general, just the vibe. I mean, just regardless of the, the production. And no, the yeah, no, I mean, but he, he really captured the essence of old Mayday. He really, you know what I'm saying? He's like, he understood the assignment. Do you understand? All right, so this is a little bit, tangent, this is a little bit tangential. But, um, he doesn't work with tech anymore? No. He what? left. He, he left he, Strange, and he doesn't even go by Seven anymore. He just goes by Mike Summers. If you look for yeah, my yeah, ESPs, yeah, yeah. that's Mike all you see. Yeah, that's what I saw. Yeah. But do you understand? Do you have any idea what happened there? I have no idea what happened there. Same. Okay. All right. We're on the same page. I, I try to stay away from religion and politics. Yeah. No, I feel you. I feel you. you, you know. But <laughs> he was. He was. That's that's political. He, but but know. he was. That's not necessarily political in, in the musical in the music culture because he was a bedrock of fucking Strange music for. Yeah. For a while, well, Cali left too. Yeah, true. But I almost feel like Seven was even more foundational. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they just weren't paying him his dues. You know, he fucking produced a lot of fucking bangers. True. That would be my guess. The money. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, what's most important for most people is the money. The same time, How are yeah. they going to take care of their family? So, right. <clears throat> you know, if that's the case, I don't blame them. Yeah, no. Nah, you gotta, sure. you gotta get your money. For sure, for sure, for sure. Well, between 28 and now, what's the story there? Between when and when? I'm sorry? Between moving out of uh, the Pacific Northwest. Fuck, man, a lot of other shit. So, yeah, so my parents divorced in 2000, um, and my mom essentially, you know, went as far away from Washington State as you could. South Florida, four thousand miles away. You, you know, unless you leave the country, you can't get farther away from Washington yeah, no, no, State. No doubt. Um, so she moved to Naples, Florida. Um, I've been selling weed for a couple of years, and you know, it's just a shitty town. Fucking people robbing each other. Uh, 
I had experienced a couple home invasions. <clears throat> I had to shoot somebody. Um, so it was it was time I left. Um, you had to shoot somebody while living with your mom? No, when I was living in Longview. Um, uh, I, me and my buddy were selling weed out of the house. And um, some dudes tried to kick the door in and uh, rob us. Uh, somebody rang the doorbell at like 1 a.m. You had a roommate? Yeah, yeah, him and his girlfriend. Um, they had the back room. I had the room next to him. And uh, so, yeah, somebody rings the doorbell at like 1, 2 a.m., just super random time, very strange. Um, I had been robbed at gunpoint previously, like a year before. So I had gotten um, – a bolt action 22 rifle and it had a little clip and uh, I had loaded it with hollow point 22s and I kept it right next to my bed so when the doorbell rang I just I don't know I just thought it was weird so I cocked it and I put it back down and then doorbell rang again and then there was a loud ruckus coming through the back like laundry room but it's so there's this back foyer that connects to the side of the living Live back living side back living room thing and there's a laundry room that has a separate couple doors to get to the hallway and the living room it's it's kind of complicated so anyway these guys come in they don't really know where they're going um i hear the ruckus somebody opens my door i look it's i already have the gun in my hand at the time i see that it's neither one of my roommates so i give them a second to move they do and then i fire a shot into the wall just a warning shot essentially Reload it, step out into the hallway. They're over him. They've got a sawed off uh, that he's trying to wrestle away from them because they stuck it in his face. He, Your roommate? Yeah, he's a little Vietnamese dude. He fucking grabbed it and tried to wrestle it away from him. You know what I'm saying? He was, he was down on the ground. They were over top of him mm. when I stepped out into the hallway. I saw that he was on the ground and that they were circled around above him and I fucking fired right into the middle of him and I hit one of the dudes right in the shoulder. They dipped, dropped the gun, rode right the fuck out the back door the way they came in. Um, <laughs> their gun wasn't loaded. It was just, just this piece of shit fucking sawed off. Like It was like they tried to cut the handle even and because of the metal rod, like you could spin it around. It was, it was a joke. But it was a serious situation. They probably would have tied us up, robbed us, beat us. Who the fuck knows? If you um, hadn't had a weapon. Yes. Right. So I saved our lives as far as I was concerned. Um, my buddy was a felon, so he took the sawed off and my gun. Um, I wasn't supposed to have a gun either. <laughs> so he took it and hid out back in the trailer out behind the house. Um while his girlfriend, she fucked panic and called the cops because when it started happening, she went and hid under the bed in the bedroom and called the police. You know, they're mm. robbing the house, blah, 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 whatever. So they show up fucking in vests, fucking assault rifles. They're like, back out of the house with your hands up. So we back out of the house with their hands up. They fucking have the guns on us. They rush past us into the house and clear the house. And so they had, they had taken off and ran back down the jetty the way they got into the neighborhood. Um, they never caught him, but mm. I heard that the guy that I shot ended up going to a hospital over in Oregon because obviously he got shot while he was trying to do a robbery. He couldn't report it, you know what I'm saying? Mm. And I was a felon too at the time for selling weed because <laughs> everybody's got charges for selling weed back home. Um, <laughs> 
So, uh, fuck. Yeah, that was, uh, that was a crazy situation. Um, so I was like, yeah, it's, it's high time I get the fuck out of this town. And, uh, so yeah, I moved, uh, down to Naples with a couple of buddies of mine. We drove down fucking all the way, um, from the Pacific Northwest. You yep, drove. Yep. We drove. Whew. Yep. <clears throat> um, that was, that was a fucking mission and a half. Um, got to Naples, um, tried to pick up a bartending job, ended up getting back into fucking selling weed and, um, doing pills. <clears throat> like, like Zannies? Like, Perks. uh, Percocets and Vicodins, um, mm. Oxycodone was very prevalent at the time. The, um, you know, the little blue eighties. Mm. No, I never got into pills. Okay. Well, and anybody old that did drugs knows all about those. Um, that shit's highly addictive. I do not condone any of the shit that I did in my past, which <laughs> was quite a bit of drugs. Other I'm not going to lie. Weed. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, we're getting way off track here, man. It's all good. No, no, no. We're not, we're on track. We're still on Shit. track. Um, so you know, I'm 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 waiting tables at a Perkins. I'm living with my buddies. We got a house over in Naples. Um, I'm also selling weed. Um, I know this dude that I've been partying with, fucking, and some of his friends. South Florida. There's a lot of coke. Um, he yeah, sells coke. Fucking. There's girls everywhere. Um, so there's this one girl that I saw really just a few times. She was a friend of a girl that I was into. Um, anyway, this bitch ended up setting me up. Um, she had drug charges against her, um, for like methadone, a bunch of other fucking nasty shit. And, um, so the rule is like name three, go free down there. And um, I guess I was one of the three she named. Um, she uh, she basically was like, yeah, this is my, my cousin or whatever. He's trying to get some Coke. Um, and I didn't sell Coke. I sold weed. But she knew I could get the Coke from my buddy. Mm-hmm. So I get him fucking, what, a couple ounces I should have known better. I was fucking, you know, I was high and dumb at the time. Naive fucking kid. Mm. And um, <clears throat> a couple ounces of Coke on the first buy. And then um, I had a little safe in my closet. And then there was, they were setting up another buy for four more ounces. And um, they ended up canceling that evening and not coming for it. So I put it in the safe. House got raided at like 9 a.m. the next day. Fucking full SWAT team, uh, concussion grenade, blew out the windows. They came in, zip-tied us, fucking. DEA? No, just the local sheriff and police. Mm. Um, so I went to prison for f- 4.25 months or something like that <laughs> um, for trafficking cocaine. Mm. Yeah, so let's just fast forward through the prison part. And, uh, uh, like a year of work release in Fort Lauderdale. Um, so that wasn't where I ended up getting out because Fort Lauderdale was the closest I could get to Naples in South Florida because they had put me in prison up on the panhandle at some shitty ass place, like 30 minutes from Alabama. Um, so yeah, I get out of prison. I'm in South Florida. 
and I'm trying to rebuild my life. Um, so I start working at this call center selling AT&T and Verizon business services. This is where I start learning how to talk on the phone. How and, old are you at this point? And sport? sell. Um, fuck. I went to prison when I was like... 29? 20, 28, 29, yeah, something like that. So 34, 35. My age now, basically. Yeah, something like that. So I, I lost a little chunk of my life there. The hard way <laughs> and uh yeah so call center so i start working in call centers um because like it's hard to get a job as a felon in fucking work release anywhere and if you can't get a fucking job they send you back to prison to finish the rest of your time and mm. so i'm taking any fucking job i can get so this call center fucking couple couple dudes in the work release work there and they're like yo come down to this place with us tomorrow um, we could definitely get you a fucking job. You know, it's like a boiler room fucking, you know, it's it's literally some Wolf of Wall Street shit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, so I go down there and fucking the hiring manager lady, she fucking, she's like, do you know what we do? And I'm like, not really. She's like, do you think you could do it? And I'm like, yeah, I can do anything. And she's like, all right, you're hired. Uh, so, I started fucking like the next day and yeah, cold calling fucking, you know, trying to get uh, business owners on the phone, trying to get past their secretaries and their gatekeepers and, you know, trying to, you know, learning how to talk my way past motherfuckers on the phone to try to sell them. Um, and that's, that's how I got to doing sales where I'm at right now. Um, but for a lawyer law firm. Yes. Yes. Um, but there's a large period. So, the call center I was working for needed an IT guy. My mom is a computer programmer, and so I was raised with computers. Like, I can build computers, I can maintain, program, all that shit. So um, I was like, yo, let me work on some of your shit until you find somebody, you know? Let me fill the position until you find somebody better. Yeah. Right? And they never bothered finding anybody better. So I just basically faked it till I made it as their IT guy for a number of years, um, like three years I worked for them probably. Um, then I started doing IT for another guy. He did a call center selling, um, we're calling you because your car's warranty is up. Oh, God. Yeah, he had one of those. Um, so I was his, his IT guy. I set up his call center and shit for that, uh, ran his phone system. Um, at that time, um, fentanyl was coming around. And so I fucking started fucking with that dumb shit. Mm. Um, you like doing it? Yeah. Yeah. Damn. I was, I was, yeah, I was pretty heavy into the opiates and shit. Um, do you snort that? Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Cause I was, you know, you couldn't get oxys or anything like that anymore. And then. Like, my buddy had this real, like, watered-down version of fentanyl that you could snort, and it wouldn't, like, kill you, obviously. But um, some of it started getting mixed with that flock of shit, which basically kind of makes you black out and not even remember some shit. Um, so I had a couple bad experiences with that. Um, mm -hmm. Nothing insanely bad, but <clears throat> enough, bad enough. enough to wise me up to it, yeah. yeah. Um, so... Um, I was still doing the drugs and shit. Um, 
I was walking home one day from, I went to Publix, I was carrying groceries home one day and I tripped on the pavement. Granted, I was high at the time, so you know I probably wasn't paying a whole lot of attention, but I tripped on the pavement carrying groceries so I don't catch myself right. And I kind of spin and I land on my hip and I break it. Mm. So, yeah. You're like 37 at this point? Yeah, so full hip replacement. No, I'm, this was like five years ago. So So I'm like like 40 at this point. Got you. Um, Break my hip. Um, You're a paralegal already. No, no, I was just just doing IT. Yeah, so so this injury is what got me into personal injury, honestly. So my my good friend Charles, who I worked with in that very same call center, Mm -hmm. the Verizon Business to Business, when we, he was also in work release because he... He did some home invasion shit. He did like some kidnapping shit. Like mm. he he was a little wild. He's he's a super adult, super family man. You would not know it now. <laughs> but um so we got along pretty good. Um <laughs> <laughs> So we got along. He he we he still he still smokes weed. We you know, we we talk frequently. Um but anyway, so he was doing uh, Canner and Pintaluga. They're a big law firm in South Florida, and they moved up here into Georgia. So he was working for them as a paralegal, and he started doing their 411 pain campaign, which is essentially taking phone calls, vetting the case, signing them up to the firm, maybe setting them up with some treatment or whatever the case may be, and that's it. He'd get paid commissions and all kinds of shit off that. He had a little team, and he's like, look, I know you're fucked up. Um, you know, if you want to come up here, um, I'll give you a place to stay and I'll teach you how to do this job. You know, you can work from home right here in the basement next to me because he was working from home in his basement. You know, computer, phone, that's all you need. Um, <clears throat> and uh, yeah, so I was like, yeah, I need to do that because I couldn't, I was fucked up trying to heal. I got this big old scar still. I couldn't climb up and down ladders and shit like I was doing. Laying cat six through drop ceilings. I have had like specifically, but I had my feet run over by a forklift, so I, I know all about uh, <laughs> tra- traumatic recovery. So yeah, there's <clears throat> that. And so yeah, I moved to Georgia fucking like five years ago. From so from South Florida, from, from Hollywood, Florida. from Hollywood. Right. Oh, so from where Rack and Burns from, are basically at. From where Rack has lived, yeah, for quite a long time. Did you know him before went, the um, Rise of Mayday? So when I lived in South Florida, um, in Naples, a friend of mine, um, I can't think of his name right now because I'm really high. Um, he's got this goatee and blonde hair. Um he introduced you to Mayday? Yeah, basically. He's like, yo, check these dudes out. He's like, I know these dudes. Um, him and a couple of his buddies had had actually met them. And this was like fucking... 2011 or something. 2009. 20, 20, Fuck, man. Yeah, something like that. Well, it was after I got out of prison. So it was 2010. Yeah, so this is like... Fuck, I can't even think of what albums they had just put out back then. Stuck on an island. Stuck on an island was probably yeah, and then yeah, so that's. They had like the, uh, what was that one called? Like Lord of the Flies or some shit. Lord of the Flies. Yeah, there, there was a whole bunch. Um, so anyway, I started following them on Facebook, and um, one day, 
uh, they did a post. They're like, yeah, we're going to be down on such and such beach down here in Miami. If anybody wants to come out, we're going to have a fucking barbecue. Come chill. So me and my girl at the time. Mayday? Yeah. Okay. And what year is this? Is this 2012 or? Oh, fuck. Yeah. I mean, this was, yeah, probably somewhere around then. Shit. I can't even remember at this point. I'm old, man. It's hard to remember things now. Nah, dude, we were just talking about that earlier. <laughs> the older that's I get, why the I was harder asking, it is That's to why I was things. asking you the questions I was asking you. I was like, when did we meet? Like, when did, when did you join the wrecking crew? I like, a refresher, too. <laughs> this yeah. shit's all coming, running together with me. Yeah, I get it. Um, fuck. Um, where are we? Where am I at? I'm I'm you're, you're I'm, at, I'm past 20, 2010. I'm out of prison. I'm, yeah, you're meeting Mayday um, at the barbecue or something. They said the barbecue or something. Said something about come out to the barbecue. Mayday posted something. Yeah, like yeah. So I, so we go out to this barbecue. Um, you know, 2012 ish. Yeah, I was like, this is cool. I'm gonna fucking head out here and fucking I guess maybe meet these dudes. So yeah, they're out there. This is back when it was so like a still six piece band, right? I got I got pictures on my phone There's somewhere. Plex fucking... was still in the band and LT and who was the who was the sixth member? Was it Gianni Cash? Yep, Gianni. What did he? Was he like? Was he another percussionist? Like noms? I forget exactly what he did. Kind of, yeah, yeah, a little bit of yeah. They, he did a lot of stuff. Um, yeah. A lot of the production and the beats. Um, Plex was all over the place too, but he is also mostly a bassist. Yeah. But they're all like into music. They all understand like music theory at its deepest. Yeah, like level, thrift store heroes like. when you got them all on the cover there. Right. All six of them. That's stuck on an island joint. I got that hanging in my house. <laughs> still never. It's still unopened. Unopened, unopened vinyl in its fucking plastic packaging in a fucking frame, hanging in my house. Uh, yeah, no, I had to crack them and play them. I I want I should have bought a second. I did at least play them play, once, you know. Right. I'm, I'm, I have a bunch of vinyl, so I'm I'm okay with just you know. It's all right. Yeah. That, that's it's, a, that's it's a, vinyl. I gotta, I gotta feel it and play it. I gotta see the colors and the. I don't even remember because you know? I'm already like a little intoxicated. But if he, this was on the podcast or not, but I want to say it again, even if it was on the podcast. Like he did the red, red and black splatter one. Stuck on an island and fucking taking me to your leader. We're like, I, I never thought they would match it. Like I love search, I love search party, I love future vintage, I love they, fucking. They came um, in. All right, um, all right it's time for the shameless believers plug. Yeah, of course, we're going to be. That's the, the ten year we're, we're going to. That's that's what we're going to see tomorrow is the believers, but like smash and grab, like if thinnest I line. Take me to your. Um, I keep saying thinnest thrift line. Thrift store, thrift store, halo, all um the both of the thinnest lines, like all of it's dope. There's nothing Mayday's put out that's not dope, but minutes and midnight, to me, was the closest to <clears> um, stuck on an island and take me to your leader. Because those two albums for me, I never, they, and it, to me, it happens to a lot of my favorite artists. Like their early albums, like their, like either their late mixtapes or their early albums are like some of my favorite stuff. And to me, and a lot of, for a lot of artists, they never match that again. They can never, they never reach that level again. But with Minutes and Midnight, Mayday really did for me, like, I, it's hard because I'm the type I'm a traditionalist or conservative on a like a philosophical level fuck, pol fuck politics but like you know sentimental you could maybe use that word 
politics of all the the people that left fuck the band. Po- fuck politics. <laughs> I'm talking about like just like I, I get attached to things that I love. You know? Yeah, yeah, no. And like, of course. Stuck on nobody an likes island, change. Stuck on an island and take me to your leader were albums for me that I was like, they are never gonna. They're never gonna like, no matter how awesome it is, like, they're never gonna be able to do that again, you know. But with Minutes of Midnight, they actually, I was like, damn, this is fucking ridiculous, like so good, start to finish. I, I wasn't a fan of how they released it all in parts, but that wasn't their. I don't think that was their call. Was it? Was it? Was it strange? Did that? Yeah, probably. I don't know. I can't remember. They were experimenting with the way they released things at the time because they did that with. Uh, a few other albums. So if I have to make artists. a vote, it's give me the whole album at once. Just I don't mind waiting a little longer. Maybe it's, a few singles, like two or three singles. Well, yeah, I mean you know, I'm singles okay with that. Singles are fine, but like three EPs. Yeah. and then I mean, tease five me, extra tease songs. me, and then give it to me. Don't right. just like. I don't know. It was it was weird. They had like the three the three <laughs> the three EPs that were like four songs a piece. That's not how you do foreplay, okay? Yeah, and then and then like five more songs <laughs> to complete the whole album was just like kind of. It's a little different for sure, but at the end of the day, 17, 16, you know, 17 tracks, one intro, 16 tracks of fire, no yeah, skips. No, that's great. Um, so, Can't all of that bad. to get to this point. Now you're in Georgia, been working at a law firm. For how many years were you at that job? Uh, I was actually only working for Charles for like six months, but it was long enough for me to pick up the basics of so how where to, were you? How before, to you were you were a paralegal before that, the though, case. right? No, no, I just only I I was a hustler. Wait, wait, wait! I sold weed. I fucking in twenty twenty. So when you sold started shit on the, the wrecking phone. crew, you weren't a paralegal. I thought you were a paralegal by the time you got a wrecking crew. Uh, Around, that was around the same time you got yes, the Yes, that's when I got the... So, okay, so here's what happened. So, I was only working doing... So, he lost the campaign with the 411 pain campaign uh, with Canner and Pentaluga. Uh, Who? O- over some beef. Charles, the guy I was working for. Okay. He lost what campaign? He basically lost the, the contract to, to do... To take those calls and... With like the state or something? No, with that law firm, Canner and Pentaluga. That's the name of the law firm that owns 411 Payne, which is, so dial 411 Payne, you know, it's, it's a huge, huge thing here in Georgia. Like if, if you've lived here over the last 10 years, you know what 411 Payne is. Um, Canner and Pentaluga is the law firm that owns that phone number and the, the business that is the people that answer those phone calls and essentially answer the questions about your injury case and see if it's a good case for the firm or not, if it has any value, if, you know, if you're actually injured, if, you know, um, because there's things, there's a lot of things that will disqualify your, your injury case and ruin the value of it. Like what? Um, the only reason I ask not, is not I went through an treatment. injury case myself, myself. Okay. So if you didn't go to like physical therapy, chiropractic treatment, that sort of thing. So if say, you get into a wreck, uh, if your vehicle, you know, even gets damn near totaled and you don't seek any treatment for like a month or two, then they're, the insurance company is going to argue that you weren't really injured in the accident. If you really were, you would have sought treatment immediately. Um, and now you're just trying to make a frivolous claim, you know, and you might have some Cairo visits. Cairos aren't real doctors. They're not going to put any real value on your case. They might pay you a couple grand for pain and suffering. Uh, and that's all your case is going to be worth. But if you go to the ER, hmm? 
Oh, no, no, no. You can, you can hit it yourself. So, no. We'll cut this part out. Um, so, with Cairo, so I did Cairo. Well, physical therapy. So, the physical therapy, is that looked at more seriously than Cairo, I guess? Yeah, so. ER, Anything that's an, insurable. An ER bill? Anything insurable. If you go, if you take an ambulance to the ER, that's mm. a serious bill. It means okay. you were injured enough to take an ambulance to the fucking ER, yeah. which is you know, I did you that. know is going to be an with my with my bill. with my experience. I'd, I mean, I had my feet run over by a forklift, so of course right. I so had that's an that is immediately going to add a good chunk of value to your case. Right. But then you're going to want to get some consistent treatment at least uh, one week uh, after that. Consistent. What type of treatment are you talking about, though? Cairo visits are placeholders. Okay. They're placeholders for real treatment. I did that that way Um, after. Realistically, you need to go to an orthopedic doctor. Of course. I did that. And then the orthopedic doctor will send you to a radiologist to get an MRI done. I did all that shit. The MRI is like a snapshot. I didn't didn't do an MRI, but I did X-rays and neurologists. can't see. I did a... um, MRIs will add thousands of dollars to your case. I think they might have even done an MRI. I can't even remember... It was, it was a traumatic experience. Your your medical sure. bills are the evidence that prove your injuries. They definitely did the X, and, and, X-rays and create the value of your case. Yeah. Well, yep. X-rays are cool, but they don't show muscle tears or disc bulges in your spine that may be pressing up against nerves that might be causing numbness and tingling on one side of your body and, body and not the other side if of the I body. I don't even know. Um, you might have severe whiplash that gives you a traumatic brain injury, a, I wasn't a mild in a car concussion. Accident. I had my feet run over by a forklift. It doesn't. The human body's fragile. You, could, I'm fucked up, man. I know from personal experience the human body is hella fragile. And but it's you, hella and resilient you, too, though. To a point. Yeah, to a point. I'm, I'm dealing with the pain of my hip. And, uh, I was still and, dealing with the pain my, of having my feet being I dislocated over my sure. shoulder when I was in prison. Right. Um. I deal with the pain in my shoulder. It hurts. But right I feel now. like it, it's better to. Sure, think you get of used your... to the pain, but who the fuck wants to get kind used of, to the pain? I, at Look, the same time, the, the I fact do of the like... matter is, I I am in pain all the fucking time from my injuries. The older I, I get, no, the worse I... my pain gets. And it to it, for, of if, course. If you get into an accident and it's somebody else's fault, you should absolutely go after their insurance. We don't sue the people directly. We're not taking their assets. They have vehicle insurance for a reason. Yep. You should have an attorney or a that's strong, aggressive, insurance. knows how to get you the solid treatment that you need. If you have any, even if you have, you don't think you're injured, go get checked out on their fucking dime, man. Like, you might have some underlying issues that you don't even realize you have until two, three weeks, four weeks later, and you're going to fuck up your case waiting that long. Get yourself checked out on their dime. Why the fuck not? That's what their insurance yeah. is for. Take care of yourself. No, that's 100%. That's 100%. But do you also feel like, <clears throat> on a, and then maybe this is idealistic or hippie-ish or whatever, but like on a more like holistic level, don't you feel like our bodies are self-healing machines when we're like eating properly, eating like a My balance? shit's not self-healing. This shoulder's not, I have, I'm going to have to get a surgery on this because I tore the rotator cuff. It doesn't heal. It's they say it's only a matter of time before it dislocates again. It's those are the statistical fucking numbers. No, there is dude, there's something to that for sure. I just also feel that 
I mean, there's, I'd, there I'd love to, like, like, reclone some shit and, I don't know, stem cell, whatever kind of shit they got going on nowadays. Yeah, they do. Hook, it's, hook that's what up. I'm saying. That's what hook I'm saying. Hook me up, because I got a big chunk of metal down here, ceramic. I got a screw that goes up into my pelvic bone. The x-ray is gnarly as fuck when you yeah. look at the, the artillery or whatever the fuck I got in me over here. Yeah, I still believe that it definitely <laughs> put something in my toe. Like, it, it's, if you look at it, I'll show you. I won't, it's, it probably won't be show up on the camera, but like, you see that little like bulge oh, yeah. right there? Oh yeah, you your toe, man? Oh, so that, they, they partially amputated it. Yeah, I was say, it looks like you, you don't have a toenail. They cut the shit off. No, they, huh? Yeah, no, it's, uh, it looks like my grandpa's that's, thumb. That's three quarters My of grandfather toe. was a carpenter, a master carpenter, and he had one of those big saw tables in like his a, garage. Like a miter saw. And he fucking took that much of his thumb off, mm. and they had to, like, try to reattach it or whatever. And it all looked fucked up ever since. Yeah, so that's a, that's a, that's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's exactly. Three quarters of a toe right there. Yeah, and my, yeah. My, um, the forklift <laughs> ran like, uh. right like this. So like barely, it, it didn't really damage this toe. But Were you it was working like, at the time? Yeah. So so um, workers' compensation. Um, I don't want to like talk too much about it because okay, it's yeah, of, you can't go into case details. I get that. I get that. But, not, but not, I know not for only that, but I know for a fact well, that no, no, let me, let workers' just, compensation places a value on certain body parts, yeah, and well, me, if let, you let, get a certain disability rating, let me finish though, because you're gonna yada be like, yada yada. Gonna be like what the fuck. Uh, <laughs> The driver of the forklift was. Well, that's complicates things. Not only that. <sighs> so it's getting even more muddled. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah, and then so he runs over my forklift. Uh, runs over my feet with a forklift. The only reason I'm even there is under the guise of volunteering. So you're not on. So you're not on the payroll. You're not W two employee or He's anything. He's paying me under the table. Ugh. He's paying me under the table. So did he? Was he honorable in any form or another with any of your medical bills or expenses, or did he just? He claimed he was gonna be. Leave but you high I, and dry. Like, I plan. Well, I didn't know what to do. Like I decided to go with a lawyer because. At the end of the day, it was like, trust him to pay all my medical bills 100%, which he prob maybe and probably even would have done, or <laughs> like hire an attorney and just have him take care of it and know that he has liability insurance, and they claim that I'm an asshole and like disassociate me from the family. So how did all that play out? I'm, I'm not allowed at my family reunion. But did you get paid? Yes. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, I if, bought a house. if, okay, well, congratulations. Yeah, but I lost family members. Yeah, I mean, if. People I thought were family, but like. Exactly. You can't, can't like if, level with me or even like have a discussion with me about what happened. If, like, I'm not saying he did If they purpose. don't want to be <laughs> family with you over money. Over money, right. And they make me out to be the money hungry person because I hire a lawyer to take care of it for me. No, you absolutely should have. You did the right thing. Yeah, Honestly, dude. I wouldn't have. I wasn't trying to hurt their feelings, but they got their feelings hurt, which just proves that you're not actually that cool. Like, you know what I mean? At the end of the day, if you're my family, why are you upset that I hired a lawyer when you have insurance <coughs> to pay for this? Like, I'm not going after any of your personal money. If it had gone over the limit of what your insurance policy covered, I would have not done it. Like, I would have just stopped at the limit, you know? I wasn't trying to hurt my Well, family. that's what I said. What, did he try to be honorable at all? or not? He didn't even talk to me about it. He acted like I was the fucking problem. So, yeah, you did the right thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Yeah, dude.
For real. But I don't. But it's even more complicated than that. Because no, no, I know. He's in it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I get it. They're both and, good and where people you, where at you heart. Originally, huh? Where are you from originally? East, Eastern, like a uh, Middle Peninsula, of Virginia. Okay, okay. Like so where I, the, I, where need the to, I need to inter- I need where, to interview where, where you. I need, where's, fucking, where's your history? Where John Smith know. fucking got stung by the stingray and Pocahontas and shit? Like I don't even know if it's a real story, but supposedly it's real. Okay, that's okay. like where it happened. You know, like where I grew up. Like super historically, like indigenous murder, genocidal. Yeah. Hey, we're here. You seem like cool people. Let's uh, steal all your like knowledge about how you grow crops and shit because it looks Here's like y'all some, are here. Have thriving. these blankets. You should yeah, take. You know these what? Blankets. Yeah, you should take these blankets because they got um, <laughs> magical powers. Or <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. They'll keep you super warm. Yeah. So warm, you'd be sweating. Yeah. <laughs> wild a wild area i grew up right on that water that they probably fucking landed oh, on the shore people. right there white people jesus what have, <laughs> what have we what have we done insane insanity <clears throat> insanity um but all of that to say so you've worked in this personal injury um atmosphere yes. slash like personal yeah. injury attorney world for well, yeah let me let me get back on track now. with the yep. timeline here yep. so yep. that that job ended um i went I basically had to pick up a job. I, I just went on Indeed, was looking for some I, IT jobs. I found an IT job in Duluth with this uh, Christian media company. Um, they were called Legacy International. Yeah, this is a trip, right? <laughs> so, so I yeah, so I'm like, okay, this is all right. I'll go check this place out. So. I didn't really know that they were a Christian media company at first. It was Legacy International. They were looking for an IT guy. Um, they actually reached out to me on Indeed. Like, I didn't apply to them. They reached out to me, and they're like, "Come, you want to come for an interview, whatever, whatever? And I was like, yeah, sure, why the fuck not? So I go down there, and, um, yeah, they fucking gave me the job. Paying me, um, what were they paying me, 58, 58 grand? Mm-hmm. What a bad little piece. This was like five years ago? What a bad little piece for a little IT job. Yeah, this was yeah. Um, no, this was uh, was this three three and a half years ago. It was right before I started with CEO Lawyer, like 2019, 2020, early twenty twenty. Um, right when COVID. Yeah, hit. yeah, exactly. It was it was uh, COVID summer. It was twenty twenty. Fucking, it was like June or July or something. It was like the beginning of the summer. I only worked there for three months. Um, so yeah, they had a whole set. They had a couple. Whole, it was a like a warehouse office building. It was massive. This huge ass place in Duluth, set off in the trees. Um, real pretty area. Um, they, you know, they were offering me a bunch of money, so I started working there. Fucking, um, like I said, they had a bunch of movie sets and shit. Like they they shot their own Christian TV shows. Like they had a bunch of other Christian like televangelists that would come and they would talk to them on their show and fucking they had this whole like little interview area set up that looked all nice and had the backdrops and shit you know behind it it was just all bullshit obviously um everything looks there's fake books and you know all the bullshit setting scenery around you carpet you know all that cool little stuff um (laughs) bunch of cameras they had the the um the big um the swing arm camera one and shit and they had a guy that operated that um so yeah i was doing their it for them they 
wanted me to build a little call center. So I turned one of their little studios actually into a call center. I set up a bunch of cubicles. I wired them all. Uh, I set up the computers. I set up the headsets and the voice over IP soft phones on the computers. Um, the whole the whole nine. I made them a little call center in there. Um, uh, I don't know what the fuck was going on internally. They hired some new fucking operations director, whatever the fuck. This dude came in, started fuck firing this dude, firing this dude. Fucking, the, they wanted to fire me. Fucking, um, but like, they didn't want to fire. They wanted to like, they didn't want me to be in IT. They wanted me to like go be the production guy's fucking lackey or some shit. They're like, we'll still pay you the same amount. But you got to go do this. And I said no. There's <laughs> something about it. It didn't feel right. I said no because I knew this is a really shady fucking. The owner is super shady. His office was extremely beautiful and huge and decked the fuck out. It was crazy. Um, but like they were embezzling money or there was just there was a lot of weird accounting shit that didn't add up people kept getting fired and replaced and like there was just too many moving parts it was like they were trying to keep the right hand from seeing what the left hand was doing constantly mm-hmm. so i knew there was definitely something shady going on i just i i wanted to get the fuck out of there so i just said no and i quit um they they gave me a decent severance um like a couple grand um you know, because I you know, had to turn over all the passwords and all the shit because I had full access to their systems, obviously. So um, the new guy had to come in. It was actually the new guy. The, the guy they replaced me with was like the brother-in-law of the owner. So super nepotism, high rate. <laughs> yeah. It's dumb shit. Um, so it was enough for me to chill for a little bit, pay my rent, and, you know, figure out what I was going to do next. And then my boy calls me up. Charles calls me up. He says, hey, I'm working for this guy, the CEO lawyer, um, Ali Awad Law. Uh, the CEO's name is Ali Awad. He always jokes, we're going to get you a wad of money. He's he's Palestinian. Um, so, you know, that whole political thing that's going on right now with Pal- mm. Palestine and, and mm-hmm. uh, Israel. Um, You're still associated huh? with him now? Uh, I mean, I, he's, he's in my contacts. I still talk to him. Okay. But you're not. But I mean, that, I I worked for him for three fucking years. I, I, I ran his fucking intake department. He's you know he's Muslim. He's you know he's good people. Um, Ali started his law firm six years ago out of the trunk of his car when he got out of law school. It was just him and a few other people. When I started, he had basically just let Charles take over taking the phone calls and vetting the cases. Until then, Ali was doing it all himself essentially. So Charles was doing that for about five or six months by himself, you know, like 24-7 on call, seven days a week, and he needed help. And, um, you know, I let him know what was going on because I stayed in contact all the time with him. Um, And um, so he's like, yeah, bro, I need help. Um, You want to come work for me? Like, this dude's pretty cool. Check him out online. If you look him up, CEO lawyer, he's got a ton of social media. That's what he's really known for, his Instagram and his Facebook game. Lots of uh, very educational um, videos. He's very charismatic. Um, And he's smart smart as shit. I got to give him his props. He he fucking taught me a lot. Canner and Pentaluga, they didn't teach us shit about the law or how to really fucking vet cases 
uh, Ali really fucking, he taught me a lot. So discernment. Yes. Yes. Uh, how to really, you know, what's a good case, how, you know, with somebody's bullshit and you, you know, all that shit. So, uh, me and Charles, um, we were heading that shit up by ourselves for, you know, six months. So it was basically seven days a week, but then we were splitting the shifts up now. Fucking, we were both working like, you know, 12 hour days, essentially on call. Um, taking calls all day long. Um, even on the weekends, um, I was living by myself in Duluth. I got in a place. Um, I was single at the time. So I was just grinding, 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 making the money, um, doing the thing. I took a real pay loss to go work for him because I was making 58, you know what I'm saying? And he started me at fucking 42. Mm. Yeah, that sucked. But I was, I was, you know, I was living by myself. I really didn't have shit for bills. I was paying a thousand dollars a month, included all my, all my shit. Um, so yeah, I worked my way up, worked my way up, uh, became a, you know, senior intake specialist. Um, we started getting more people below us. Um, I eventually became manager of the department. Um, uh, at the beginning of this year, around March, um, Charles had been essentially been capped at about, you know, a hundred K and he knew he couldn't make any more money with Ali. So he had an opportunity to go work for, uh, D Miller and associates in Houston, Texas, uh, making the same amount, but with the promise of it, you know, potentially being something bigger. So he went out there and, um, yeah, he started working for them. And so there was a vacuum, power vacuum to fill because he was the intake director and I was the intake manager. So I became the intake director. Um, as the manager, I was making, I think I was making 60, 60 something um, low sixties. Uh, but towards the, cause it was like my, my two years. So I had a raise at the beginning of 2023, which bumped me up to 72. Um, and then when he left in March, um, I, I, you know, I laid it down on Ollie. I was like, yo, I have big plans for the department. I'm going to do a bunch of shit. You know, I want to get rid of some people, bring in some new people. I want to do, you know, a whole bunch of different things. Um, and so I got a pay raise up to 90 K and, uh, I had the company Amex and, uh, you know, I had the MacBook pro and the iPhone 12, all the shit that went killing along. It. All, yeah. Killing it, killing it in life. Yeah. Uh, especially for somebody who comes from a fucking drug dealer town bullshit yeah. background who you. went to fucking prison for trafficking cocaine. Yeah. I never did that, but I still who, feel you never thought he would be in the world that he's in now of attorneys and law firms. It's like, it still blows my mind, honestly. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, um, it, it was going really good. Um, and now we, we reached the point where the, the software, the whole, the whole the, point of the, con the whole, this conversation. <laughs> well, yeah. So yeah, I'm going to lead up a little more to that, but, We've got software and shit that we use there that a lot of other law firms use, and I got really good at using it because I had basically IT administrative access to the software that we used uh, for the sales department, for the intake department. Um, and because of my IT background, I've you know I killed that shit even more. 
Um, I set up a bunch of automatic scripts that send out automatic messages and all kinds of shit whenever you change different phases within the system. Um, it's like a CRM system to follow up with your clients and, you know, input new leads and, you know, call them, follow up and make sure you're staying on top of your signups and there's chase phases and all kinds of shit. Anyway, um, so I built out this whole ass system for him that a lot of other firms that use this software still haven't done yet. The current firm I'm with still hasn't fully built out theirs yet. So it's one of the things I'm bringing to the table here now, but that's kind of one of the things I wanted to add. But anyway, so I was killing the position. Uh, sales were going up. We were literally doing double the sales we were doing from last year uh, after Charles In terms left. of taking injury cases? After Charles, yeah. After Charles <clears throat> left, I took over as the director position and I really and he's the one that put you on to begin with yep that's what's up yep so you feel you filled his position I asked my more boy. than asked adequately my yes yes oh yeah he he knew I'd knock it out of the park and I totally did um all kinds of stuff that I implemented to grow this department and make it so it prospers and like it really works automatically you know what I'm saying um I use ChatGPT to help me write a lot of these scripts, make sure the you know the spelling is correct. Uh, if I needed it translated into Spanish, because we would have Spanish clients too, so mm -hmm. if they're marked as Spanish in the system, and you're sending these follow-up messages, it'll send them in Spanish versus in English. Yeah, ChatGPT is wonderful. Yeah, no. So the system I built out for them was super awesome. Um, it increased the amount of follow-ups and responses they were getting. Um, when you mark them as signed up, it automatically sends them a message asking them to leave us a review. It gives them the link right there. All they got to do is click on the link and they can leave us a review just like that. Mm -hmm. um, that upped our reviews by like 200 reviews. Um, so it, it, it helped a lot. I really, like I said, I did a lot for that fucking... Uh, so, how, so how did it so, go south? <laughs> so basically when I left, I, there was five people below me. Um, I had five sales agents and three virtual assistants, um, two in Colombia and one in Spain, um, that helped us do Columbia, some. South America. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and not, we, South, not we, Columbia, South Carolina. This is a fully remote position. I'm working. No, from I got home you, but there's a Columbia, and, South Carolina too. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. No, the, yeah. Uh, South America. Yeah. And the and country, one guy over in Spain. Yeah. Um, they got really heavy, thick Spanish accents. The whole team is bilingual except for me. I'm very poquito espanol. That's, mm -hmm. that's my main job. I got to learn Spanish better. Um, so does every English-speaking person in this country at this point, if you want to make some real bread. Yes, yes. Uh, I mean, you know, knowing multiple languages has always served people um, well. to make money. You know what I'm saying? If you, the more people All right. you can communicate I know this with, is, I know this is this is... Uh, Semi-tangent, semi but do you consider mathematics a language? Yeah. Yeah. I'm of like, I, 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 am, I am very adept It's probably the universal language. It is the universal the only language. Universal In my language, opinion, right? it is the universal. Mathematics is the Because like if there was aliens language. and you were going to try to communicate with them, math, math would be the way to go. the only way to do it. Because math is math constant. regardless of what language ones you speak. Ones and zeros speak. are the same. Well, not only the ones and zeros, but geometry. Geometry. Yeah, that too. Yep. 
all that. You know, they, they can, you can call it 360 yeah, degrees, yeah. and that so might have its own, deep into it. Yeah. Uh, you know, code as far as verbally or right. the sound that we make the, in the English. Pie and the fee. But the, 360 degrees is 360 degrees. You know, regardless of what language you speak, the golden mathematics and... knows what 360 degrees means. You know what I mean? Exactly. Exactly. I've been. A, I was a math. The world has. Prodigy. The world is has math built into it. <clears throat> I was. Uh, I was taking. I forgot. I took, I took, I took that calculus chocolate and, earlier. Like it's probably, <laughs> yeah, it's probably but, helping me right now with yeah. the conversation. Um, <laughs> math was always my strength for sure. I was always good at math. I was always good in school. Um, I just I had ADHD. So, you know, I'm distracted all the time. It was, I had, everything undi- was I had easy. undiagnosed ADHD. Everything <laughs> was easy for me. So I, I could do all the work in my head. Uh, they'd give me a sheet of work and I'd just write out answers. I wouldn't write the work out and they f- lost their fucking mind every time. They're oh, like, yeah. How did you, you get there? If you don't do the work, you yeah. don't get credit for it. Right. So they're like, you got to redo it. It's so like, this made me fucking. So I'm not. Hate. I'm not allowed to this, do it in my head. This whole scenario made me hate school. My so consciousness. Up, my consciousness doesn't count for anything. I ended up dropping out in the tenth grade and going and getting my GED within a month. Yeah. I mean, if I was your age, I probably like it was totally different by the time I was around, and then even like a couple years after me, it was totally different after that. Like they've changed. You know. I've always been changed smart. A few times. I just was in a you know. I don't know. This shitty town to fucking grow up in. It's weird. Yeah. Smart is different depending on like everybody that's left there that I that I'm still in contact with. The environment their life of what's considered smart gotten way better. <laughs> yeah. I had I had a rocky path, but I you know eventually found my way to something good here. Um, so all right, so how did you lose that most recent so job? So here's though? how we lost the job. Holy shit! Fuck! I still is it a Discord still, group? It's still hard to fathom. Um, we used Slack or no? We did used to use Slack. Um, they were using Zoom. Zoom has voice over IP functionality now, so you can make phone calls through it, and it has a whole chat thing just like Slack or Discord. Mm-hmm. Um, you can send GIFs and images and all kinds of bullshit in the chat, whatever. Mm-hmm. So I have a chat there um, on Zoom with my intake team. Um, there's this girl that I had hired, the, my most recent hire. She'd only been there for a couple months. Uh, single mother with four kids. She had left an abusive relationship in Texas, you know, so I was really trying to be lenient with this girl and give her chances, but she just kept not doing her work. She kept, you know, she would disappear, you know. You're working from home, so if somebody messages you, you should be able to reply pretty quickly, you know, what's your excuse, you know, so... Sometimes it'd be 20 minutes before we get any kind of reply out of her. And it wasn't just me that was noticing it. It was like my main guy below me, Jose. He's my top salesman. That's my guy right there. He's probably got my job now. Um, He was even complaining about her. So we had even written her up. I had to write her up one time because one of the, the other things that I started doing to make the department really good was I started listening to all their calls and auditing them. I would listen in live sometimes because Zoom would let me do that. Um, I heard her on a call one time and her kids are in the background and she's talking to this client and there's a bunch of noise in the background. The kids are yelling and hooting and hollering and uh, she screams really loud, stop it. Like she didn't mute it or nothing. So you know the customer heard it or the client. And if he wasn't like a, re- a returning 
client, he probably wouldn't have hired us. He right. probably would have hired some other firm because of that. I guarantee it. And so I do these audit reports and I send them to Ali. He saw that and he said, you got to write her up for it. Mm. So I had to get with HR. We wrote her up for it, obviously. Uh, her behavior really didn't get any better. So obviously, you know, we were auditing even more of her calls and, you know, yeah, obviously trying to look into get rid of her because she needed to either shape up or ship out and she wasn't shaping up. So uh, we go to her brother's funeral last month, um, like a week or two before. To, to Tiffany's funeral, not to Tiffany's. Yeah, Tiffany. Not, not the I'm coworker. Sorry. Yes, sorry, sorry. <coughs> Tiffany's brother, uh, he died the month before last. Um, we don't need to go into that, but we had to go out to the funeral like a week before my birthday, August 22nd, just um, a little bit ago here. Um, we went out for that. We came back. Um, like the day we came back, I had tickets for the Snoop Dogg, Wiz Khalifa, um, you know, that college tour thing that they were doing. They came through Atlanta here. So, you know, I was like, I had gotten tickets for that for my birthday, like six months prior, back in fucking February or some shit. So I've been waiting for this a long time. So we went, had a great fucking time. It was an amazing show. Cannot lie about that. Um, but I took some footage on my phone when Snoop first came out and started his set. You know, they push him out on in the 6'4 Impala, smokes all around him. He's sitting in it, driving it out. It's fucking looking slick as shit. They've got these huge fucking monitors and everything's just badass looking. Um, you know, we're tipsy and I've got a bunch of joints and we're pretty wasted. And so I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm start filming it and, you know, he starts walking around the stage and I zoom in. Um, I had a bunch of footage, Wiz Khalif footage, all that anyway. So I posted that video in that chat for my team to see, you know, I, you know, had a good you know, had a good time at my birthday, you know, this is what I did, here, check out Snoop, you know, I thought they would dig it. Um, I didn't think anything of it. In the background of the video, on the sides of the stage, he has pole dancers. They're not naked, they do have bikinis on, but there's pole dancers. Um, so because that was in the footage, this girl essentially used this video that I posted uh, and threw me under the bus with HR and claimed sexual harassment. Like you were harassing her by sending. So like, if you really, yeah. So she uh, honestly, honestly if you really think about this, it seems like she probably did this to somebody before, honestly, because she really knew what the fuck she was doing, obviously. Because um, who the fuck would do this to somebody, right? Like, so if you really look at the HR guidelines, it says that. Even suggestive images, if they make somebody feel like it's, you know, some type Uncomfortable. of... Uncomfortable. Yes, exactly. And that's what she fucking said. She right. said that shit made her feel uncomfortable, like I was objectifying women or, or her, apparently, who right. I had never even interacted with really in real <laughs> life other than over Zooms and shit. Right. Like maybe, you know, we met obviously at firm events... But like that was it. That's the only interaction I ever had with her other than Zooms and conversations over the phone and shit. 
So <laughs> really funny. obviously, like, you know, that. she knows we're gunning for her, you know, to take her out and replace her with somebody else. Like, <clears throat> I just hired somebody else, you know, because I hired this person because I knew I was going to have to fucking replace her. Right. So she fucking steps to HR and says, fucking, this is, I'm being sexually harassed. And so HR immediately pulls me into this fucking meeting the very next day. Uh, into a Zoom meeting, um, and they're like, we're letting you go immediately, effective immediately, we're letting you go. Um, we have a zero tolerance policy towards sexual harassment, and you're being fired. And like, I don't even know what the fuck they're talking about. I'm like, what do you mean, me? Fucking sexual harassment? Are you fucking kidding me? Me? Yeah. No, I would know. You, how you, I, f- I know exactly like, how you feel. Like my <laughs> my mind is so fucking blown right now. Like I can't understand what this is. This is a joke. Is this right. like April Fools? What? Wait a minute. This is right. Come on. And they're like, no, we're f- you're being fired. We're t- you're being terminated. You're terminated. We're, we're terminating your accounts. You got to turn in all your equipment tomorrow, or today if you can. Um. They're, and they don't want to tell me really what the fuck it even is going on or what it's about. So I got to like mm-hmm. kind of dig it out of them. I'm like, what? And then they're like, well, suggestive images. I'm like, what suggestive? And they're like, you posted a video. And I'm like, wait, 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 wait. The Snoop Dogg video? And they're <laughs> like, yep, there was pulled answers. and And I was just like, you know, the, it actually, you know, the dots started connecting and, um, yeah, <laughs> you're a chauvinist now. So you're a three, three years. <laughs> so three years of me, of my life being, you know, putting into this firm is just gone. Yep. Just like that. No warnings, no write ups. Gone. But it, but men dominate the world. Maybe at it's one patri- maybe patri- once upon a time we live in a patriarchal society. Noise. It's, uh, it's so unfair to women. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, like I said, maybe once upon a time. But it, once upon a time, for sure. It's not. But the, let's be real. I'm. I'm for, I was born in 1977, real. so you know, obviously, I've seen a lot from right. know, Nixon, Reagan, fucking Bush, Bush, Clinton, fucking. <laughs> when are people gonna get real? It's just imbalanced. Like, yeah, okay, um, maybe it needed. Maybe we needed some feminism in the 1970s, but right now. I mean, I, I, I get some things <laughs> to some people extent. like you that are getting fired I, because of posting a Snoop Dogg video. I mean, if it, if I had actually sexually harassed her or anything. Yeah, if you actually sexually harassed her, if, if you actually grabbed made her by her advances pussy. towards, right. I, I, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what the fuck is posting a Snoop Dogg video? That's never not made sexually any harassing advances, anybody. Never, nothing, never, it's made, insane. Made, never made any remarks. I was never anything but honorable. That's that's the type of person I am. You know, I have a girlfriend who I love very much. There's, I have no reason to cheat on her at all, especially with this fucking cross-eyed bitch. <laughs> Fuck, man. So, yeah, she threw me under the fucking bus to save her goddamn job just a little bit longer. I don't know if she still works there, but, yeah, so they... As soon as that Zoom was over, all my accounts were fucking... 
all my access was fucking gone. Denied. Dude. Access denied. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So, yeah, they're like, yeah, we need you to return You're a chauvinist, you're a misogynist, you hate women. Yeah, you, you so, you know. You video. So, yeah. <laughs> so, Ali, he wouldn't even respond to me. Oh, wow. You know, I got his personal number. He's got, he knows, yeah, so. Um, but he, he, but he's like, up oh, politically, I gotta not. Um, he <laughs> finally responds to me like a day or two later. Excuse me. <clears throat> and, um, you know, by then I had had a chance to think about it and ta I talked to Charles, I talked to Tiffany and, you know, obviously it was, she's fucking not happy. Obviously she's like, you fucked this bitch. Did you, you fucking cheating on me with this fucking bitch? You know, obviously. <laughs> uh, oh my God. So now I'm the guy that fucking sexually harassed one of his fucking coworkers. And now I got to tell my next employer this, right? And, and the girl that you're like actually with. Like what the f- Is, is accusing you of cheating yes, on you. <laughs> yes. Yes. So this is a pleasant, pleasant experience for me. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds horrible. I'm sorry to laugh, but it sounds ridiculous. It's you know you can laugh. It's all it's, but it's, it's ridiculous. It's a lot easier to laugh it's looking now. back. Yeah, exactly. Now, <laughs> if, if you were going through it right now, I, I would not be able to laugh. But it's it's like it seems like it's at least in the past at this point. Yeah. So you know, <clears throat> now that you got a new job, uh, I like I said I had talked to Charles and I had talked to Tiffany and you know, um, if if he didn't fire me, she could have sued him right um so he he had to yeah he had to let it to like protect me. the firm right he did and i get that I, you know, <clears> but I, that isn't that a result of how insane our culture has become yeah as a society as i a mean whole? and you know after three years he still it's very unfair he to still men. wouldn't think to have my back though and try to fight for me and you fire her instead but uh, but like, yeah but no, like, that's but, a frivolous but, and be like but, that's a frivolous claim but, yeah, well, but, well to get to to, to, to to defend him i don't even know the guy devil's advocate <laughs> to be devil's advocate <laughs> in the society that we live in to defend you would be kamikaze right exactly so I'm going down in flames. He's not going with me. Right. Um, I mean, he's got a lot of And I'm like, all right, man, I get it. I <laughs> you're, get you're, it. you're an employee. He's the employee. I'm like, I'm just a little worried that now a, I'm labeled as a fucking sexual harasser, whatever the fuck. And, right. you know, I'm broke. And, like, I got one paycheck, and that's going to cover my rent for one more month. And I better find a job fucking quick. Um, so did he, did he at least for like he, he, he gave me referral? He gave me an guy? extra fucking thousand dollars for severance for bringing my equipment down right away because he wanted the phone back because it had a bunch of contacts in it with doctors and shit. I've you know I still keep in touch with them on Facebook. So, but you know there's a lot. Yeah, that's of, nothing. But there's can... a lot of messages and shit. But like what there's he nothing did, compared to how much that thing. information here's was worth. Here's what he to didn't him. realize. I had already factory reset the fucking phone i'm like well fuck you i don't need this you don't need it either i reset that shit i didn't take down any contacts i didn't take down any of the information that was in that fucking phone i reset that bitch and i fucking gave it all back to him in the fucking bag the you know the laptop the phone the fucking company amex all that shit i fucking gave it back to him i didn't want none of that fucking shit fuck him thousand dollar severance for three years yes nothing 
he's like, I don't even really have to give you any severance. He's like, I'm not, I'm being nice doing that. Yeah. Are uh, you though? Are you? Yeah, especially considering like you built a fucking IT like template for them to use, you know. But at the same yeah, time, yeah, it felt very much like now that I had done all that work, it was easy for him to throw me away because he didn't yeah. need me anymore because I had put all those systems into place for him. Yeah. So very, it felt very like a you know, on very many levels, I was fucked up over this. Obviously, it felt like a betrayal from my boss. Obviously, this bitch threw me under the bus. I'm I'm being labeled as a sexual harasser now. So finding a job is going to be a little more difficult. Um, he said he's like, all right, well, you know, if if I talk to anybody, if you have, you know, I'll give you a stellar review. I won't tell anybody anything about that shit. Um, you know, I'll tell them that like, you know, we converted to 80% Spanish marketing and I just didn't have enough work for you. And that's the official story that I actually tell people now. I don't want <clears> that, that to go that was into what, the full details. No, but that was, that was where I was going with one of my questions was like, did he help you out with at least like, you know, um, can, you know, being a referral for your new job? Well, did they call so, him? So Ali, Ali's really smart. He, um, his brand is the CEO lawyer. His law firm is called Ali Awad Law PC, but his mm. brand is the CEO lawyer. He's smart. He knows how to fucking brand himself. So I give him props. He's fucking smart. Um, so he does the CEO lawyer academy, the CEO lawyer summit. CEO lawyer summit. Well, he's not doing it this year, but he did it the last like three years in a row. Where and it successfully got bigger and bigger and bigger. It was. You know, I helped him do the sales for it. So, like, I didn't just do regular intake for him. I did all kinds of shit for this dude. I fucking did sales for his side campaign, this shit. You know, I helped him. So, essentially, okay, so CEO Lawyer Summit is him teaching other attorneys from all over the country how to do what he does because he's that fucking good at it. So, he's got a bunch of, there's, I met it's a, personal injury attorney, I met a right? bunch of fucking attorneys but he, through He's this. a personal injury attorney, yes. right? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Um, he also sent uh, me and Charles to a CRISP event. CRISP puts on these huge, fucking extravagantly stupid fucking events here in Atlanta. The last one they put on was at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Mm-hmm. Falcons. Fucking dumb. They had fucking boys to men fucking come and play. Mm-hmm. They had fucking, uh, was Schwarzenegger there? I think Schwarzenegger was there, and so was Kevin O'Leary. Yeah, they had some fucking crazy-ass fucking people there. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so I got to go to one of their events year before last that he sent us to. I met a bunch of other attorneys there. Um, one of the attorneys that I had met there and also that came to our event, Summit, which I helped also, you know, put on the actual summit itself, running around behind the scenes, doing all kinds of fucking shit, um, was um, Louis, Louis Scott. Um, Luis Scott, sorry. I got to pronounce it correctly. He's <clears throat> Spanish. Um, got a, It's Spanish Heritage Month, so, you know. <laughs> uh, I work with a lot of Spanish people. Um, they're, they're good people. Um, there's only one other person in my department that doesn't speak Spanish besides me. Um, at this new job. But anyway, so um, I I DM'd uh, Luis on Facebook and uh, I'm like, I'm not working for Ali anymore because at this point I had like, it had been a few weeks, I've been hitting up everybody on Indeed. Um, a lot of the firms that I, I had known that um, I had reached out to them, 
nobody was hitting me back. It was, I was like, it was like I was being ghosted or something. It was like I was uh, excommunicado in John Wick or some shit. Exiled. Yeah, exactly. Like you, you're not allowed into the Continental anymore. Um, so I was getting desperate. So I, I Facebook messaged uh, Mr. Scott, and um, he's like, "I just have my newborn baby, but yeah, man, um, I'm gonna message Seth, Seth Bader. Um, so they're the owners of uh, Bader Scott Injury Law." They're, they're one of the biggest firms here in Georgia. They're four times the size Ali is. Um, they sign up four times the amount of people he does. Like they're, they're, they've got billboards. They're very, their office is extremely beautiful. I'm, I love going there every day, actually. Um, so he messages Seth um, my phone number, and Seth fucking called me directly. <laughs> I was like, what? Who's this? And he's like, yeah, this is Seth Bader. He's like, um, we said you're, you know, you're not working for Ali anymore. He's like, um, you want to come meet up with me uh, this Friday? Come down to the office. Um, I want to meet with you and um, talk. So um, I fucking went down there and I talked with him, him and his um, his operations director, and it was, it was a good conversation. I, I told him, and I didn't lie to him. I told him the truth. I told him what happened. Um, that's that's the way to go with a situation like that because it's nuanced (laughs) and he um, it's not even that nuanced but it's nuanced he respected it he he, you know he respected me for being vulnerable because it you know it's fuck it still hurts me to talk about it just being real like it fucking it's it was a real it's fucked up dude it's fucked up because it's like it's one thing if you're. It's not a bitch. just my livelihood. It's it's you know it's like one thing if you're actually like, actually harassing somebody <clears throat> or actually fucking like detri- being detrimental to somebody else's livelihood, but when somebody just accuses you of being detrimental to their livelihood over a fucking Snoop Dogg video, like that's fucking insane, dude. You know what I mean? Like I, I'm I'm not I, I know you definitely know what I mean, but <laughs> but like yeah, it's just, uh, yeah, it's just crazy to me. Uh, it's just so, like that's the yeah. the fact that our culture is at the point where they can legitimately terminate you over a, a video post. That's yeah. crazy cuz because she feels uncomfortable, you know what I mean? Like that's crazy, dude. But fortunately, you know, Seth, Seth listened to me. It took a little while. He had to talk some stuff with his, um, so, so, his, so was he hiring, like, you're a sexual harasser. Let me, can, was he like, did he come to you? Like, Hey, you've been accused of sexual harassment. No, he, he honestly like there. So Ali, Ali kind of burned some bridges. Actually. I don't, I don't know how much I want to go into, you know, I don't know where how, who sees this, but there's like 25 viewers. I don't know. Well, he burned, he, <laughs> So he burned some bridges with some other attorneys, fucking, you know, I, I don't need to go into the details. But anyway, so they weren't necessarily happy with him anyway, Bader Scott, Bader and Mr. Bader and Mr. Scott. Um, so, but they did know Charles. Charles had tried to work for them previously. He knew Seth also. He had met with but Seth. But you know, Seth, you're Charles like had been to their still office. currently working with this guy, Seth. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I've, 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 two weeks as of today. I just started with them on the second. Um, yeah, so I've been every Seth I've ever known has been like at least relatively legit. He's good people. He's they're they're really good people. 
Um, his um, his nephew Noah Bader works at the firm. Um, everybody that I've met there has been extremely fucking nice and very helpful and just like I. Where do I start? You know. Yeah. Well, I mean, hey, I'm glad it's worked out for you because it sounds like some nonsense, at least in my opinion. Yeah, so I I'm mean, not. I'm, not, I'm I, never gonna pretend like I'm the fucking but I'm, I'm authority coming, over I'm coming, reality. But I'm not but. coming into this job as a director or a manager. I'm coming in basically as like a low-level supervisor, right? And I'm. I just took a huge, huge pay cut, chunk loss, and so I got knocked back down a little bit um, to where I was like last year, basically. Yeah, so a little, little step back, but. You know, this is arguably uh, a better thing, honestly. One thing I've learned it's over a better, the last... I think it's a better firm. They're, I think they're... I'm 34 now. I think one thing I've learned over the last... I think it's the right move, you know? If there was... If, it's the one firm I really, really fucking wanted to... Well, to I mean, hey. With. It's Cor- not remote, Cor- Corey. which really sucks. Corey, right here. Fuck, I miss one thing working I've, remote. One, one thing I've learned is relationships... Whether you know, like, you know, sexual or whatever, any friendships, relationships, they have a value beyond currency, man. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I, you know, I met her. Hmm. I don't know about y'all until right now. In we, twenty eighteen, in twenty know. in twenty eighteen, I was working at a <clears throat> wellness center, chiropractic, physical therapy, massage therapy. Okay. Uh, they had a gym in there for personal training. They had a nutrition therapist, right? An acupuncturist, right? Wellness center. I was working there. Uh, It was a partnership. The ownership was a partnership. One was a uh, Jewish guy who I still love and respect to this day. I mean, we might have some, you know, superficial disagreements about our worldview or whatever, but at the end of the day... I like the guy. You know what I mean? I'm pretty sure he would say the same about me. The other guy was a Catholic Scientologist. Wow. Now tell me how you're able to make that work. <laughs> For lack of a better term, I don't know, but Yeah, religion is best kicked yeah, out. Of yeah, well I don't I'm you know, it is what it is. Certain but ones, especially. I thought I was cool with this guy, but <laughs> turns out we weren't cool. <laughs> um, I don't know if you have any Christian listeners, but no. Yeah. <laughs> it t- turns out we weren't cool. But uh, <laughs> what happened was the Jewish guy ended up having throat cancer. And he had to step away from the practice for uh, an indefinite amount of period. I didn't, at the time when this all was going down, I didn't know how long he was going to be gone. And once he stepped away, things started changing around the facility and I wasn't down with the vibe basically and I spoke up and I was basically told you can go ahead and leave then and uh, one of the other I was the new patient coordinator which was basically like the manager of the front office because there's the front office which is like people who check in all the regular patients and then there's the new patient coordinator who is Doing all the intake forms and being basically the first impression for the practice and yeah, blah, 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 blah. Getting underpaid for doing a lot of work. 
basically. Yeah. You, you know how that goes. Yes. So, um, doing all the work. Yep. So that was going down. And then Dr. Ridman, the Jewish guy who I liked, uh, he got throat cancer and he had to step away from the practice. And the other doctor was power tripping and treating everybody like shit. And I was not the only person <clears throat> to step away at the time. <clears throat> but um, fortunately, one of the receptionists at the time, her name was Summer, her brother uh, owned a like renovation company. And I knew that I was just like trying to do a reset altogether as far as like my professional career, you know. I was still young enough to where I could restart. And I was like, hey, hey you know, tell your brother I'm looking for just a job. I'm not going to try. I'm, I'm not the type of person that's going to be working construction forever, but I'm a reliable person. I'm going to show up for work. You know, mm -hmm. I'm going to do what I need to do. I'll be a fucking grunt worker for as long as I need to be until I find something better. And a dude, dude's name was Chris. Her brother's name was Chris. And he was mad cool. I like Chris. <clears throat> Still, you know, follow him on Instagram. And he's a cool guy. <clears throat> but at the time, I met Corey's cousin, Tyler. We worked together at the time. That's how I met Corey. I met Corey at um, her cousin's wedding. And, uh, but it was, a, you know, it was a temporary job for me. Ended up getting another contract job with like Bank of America data um, what do they call it data entry type bullshit yeah like clerical work basically cubicle work yep yep <laughs> and did that until I got a more permanent job with a if you can read and write and you can type and you can read and you look at the screen and basically. you can work a computer here we got work for you yep do this monkey yep <laughs> They weren't going to offer me a full-time job or they weren't, they were like holding out. They were like being kind of shady about it or whatever. My friend Luke uh, got me on with uh, ticket sales, basically stock market for fucking entertainment and sports inter and sports business, concerts okay. and sports. Right. Yeah, yeah. He was on the concert side. He knew that I knew about sports and, you know, could speak the language and like could could fake speak it the lingo. basically yeah yep. so he uh, he got me a job on the sports side did that for a few years and then uh covid hit and sports and entertainment were the first things to go so fortunately for me being in virginia around that same time uh Cannabis was getting medically legalized. It's still a medical state as far as Virginia is concerned. Decriminalized, uh, obviously, as a medical state. Um, but I got a, a over over COVID. <laughs> I got a job uh, <laughs> basically certifying patients for the cannabis program. To go so to that the, I, you know, can I can I do it like a yeah. A side topic, yep. like what are your feelings on uh, the the shot, the injection, the 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 cure, or the what do you mean like the COVID the shit? Yeah. Did you get yours? Um, on paper. So on paper. Yeah, I can show it to you, but um, but you got a vaccine card, but you didn't actually. Get a vaccine. <laughs> 
Yeah, so uh, one, one of the very nice doctors that we work with, um, I hope this doesn't get out. Um, <laughs> this is going to be on the internet. What are you talking about? <laughs> I won't. I mean, I had put a bar over my face. Or <laughs> no. 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 So yeah. So somebody was kind enough. I to, never got one, but some, I did get. Somebody was um, kind enough to forge a card. That, so on paper, I have two injections. Damn, but you never got one. Nope. Not me either. So honestly, the, the but reason, I got I got like this. There's a it's there's funny, a it's fun. I'll, it's actually a funny story. I'm I'm sorry. Um, so we got sent to a summit. In Washington D.C., me and Charles, we got sent up there to this summit, and when we got there, they're like, "You got to show us your vaccination card, or you can't come in mm-hmm. to, to the summit and mm-hmm. to, to the convention center." And um, neither one of us had has vaccinations. He does. He's not into that. He's him, his wife. They're not. No, fuck no. We're <laughs> old school. We ain't putting some fucked up shit in our body. Hell no. That's just not tested. It's fucking. Some, they're telling us it's some DNA changing shit. Fucking the more I hear about this shit, the more I the less I want to take. Less it. I want to put that shit in my body. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> yeah, so we call Ali and, and we're like, "Yo, how the fuck are we gonna get into this place?" And he's like, "Hang on." He calls us back thirty minutes later and he sends us pictures of cards with our names on it. And fucking all filled out with dates and all that <laughs> shit. And he's like, here, show them. Because you don't have to show them the actual card. Just as long as you show them a picture of it or whatever, it's good. And so we go back and they're like, I thought you said you didn't have vaccinations. Oh, no, we just said we didn't have the cards on us. Right. So we had to like double back on our words real quick. And But they were, they, they believed us and they fucking let us in. That's awesome. <laughs> I um I never did and I never admitted and I never said that I did but I got a um there's a there's an association called the American Frontline Doctors they're based out of California surprisingly enough um but like, yeah I mean, like I believe in science and you know yeah no I've basically got vac- it, vaccinations it, yeah. but this is not a traditional vaccine it's not yeah it's no basically shit. all you had to do was say that you had had COVID and that you built natural immunity to it from having it. And they signed off on a certificate saying that you didn't need a mask or a vaccine. I've been sick. I don't know. Sometimes I thought felt maybe it was COVID. I've tested myself multiple fucking times. I've never had a positive test. Right. Yeah. Over, I never and, tested myself. And you know what? When I when COVID first hit and I lost the job with Charles, I didn't immediately go to that IT place. From what I learned about the test, they're I, not exactly. I had to reliable. manage a fucking Pizza Hut. Right when COVID hit Oof. for three months, right at the beginning of it. Mm. Yes. Fuck that shit. <laughs> so, yeah, we're, we're essential motherfucking workers. We're busy as shit. Everybody else is closed down. There ain't nobody on the fucking roads. Everybody's wearing masks. We got to have masks and gloves in a fucking 100-degree kitchen making fucking Bullshit. pizzas and shit. Fucking... If we take our mask off for half a second, the cus the got some whiny Karen fucking in the fucking there, mm. wigging out on us, fucking mm. that shit was rough. That's whack. <laughs> I'm gonna have to pause it because I gotta pee like a motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Excuse me, Corey. You were telling me about the speaker um, die or something. Huh? Yeah. Speaker shit out. I forgot we had music going. Oh, you're good. <clears throat> you were telling me. Um, Basically, you got a new job. 
very recently after all that bullshit went down. Yeah, I was panicking too because shit, I'm st- I still owe the rent and like we got from like utilities, September? fridges a little bare. Yeah, I got fired. Um, I got fired like three days before my birthday, August twenty so, second, late August. Yeah, it was like yeah. And he gave you enough to pay. September I think it was rent. the 18th. Right. I think it was August 18th. I so got you got fired. September rent paid, but not October rent, basically, at this point. Yes. Got you. And it's, what, what are we, October 13th? Yes, it's Friday the 13th. Friday the 13th. We, you should have mentioned that at the beginning. It's Friday the 13th. Yeah. Tiff! This is the Friday the 13th edition. Friday of... the 13th, you got to get in on this. <laughs> nah, she might show up. Anyway. She might show up. Who knows? Anyway, what were we talking about? Don't matter. Uh, we were talking about, all right, you got a um, new job, and then we we're going to wrap it up. Um, yeah, Bader Scott, injury attorneys. Give me a call if you get in a car wreck, slip or fall, um, medical malpractice. Actually, no, they don't do medical malpractice, but we do do workers' compensation cases. Um, yeah, the regular personal injury stuff. And if you get hurt, this, I'm going to help the, you. I'm going to get you paid. At this point, are you still like, I mean, I guess you just got hired, so you're looking to work your way up to where you were with the other company? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, exactly. It's like I said, it's a more prestigious firm. They're four times the size. Um, It's very clear that they got a bunch of kids working in there. It's why they don't let them do working from home because they can't trust any of them really, you know? So it's, you know, it's, it's like some cubicle. They're really nice desks. They got the double monitors. It, they got the hydraulic up and down raising desks, you know, the nice chairs. Um, you know, they got uh, cabinets and snacks and all kinds of shit. All, they got like this fucking $10,000, $20,000 coffee machine in the kitchen, uh, like break room meeting area. There's like a couch and there's all these like restaurant booths and there's this big long table where they every Wednesday they lay out fucking this massive feast for the whole firm and they have four floors of the fucking building. 160 employees that come in fucking almost every day. And then on Wednesday everybody meets in that one fucking huge ass fucking kitchen room place. Yo, this this coffee machine makes lattes in three button pushes <laughs> i'm like bing 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 right, put right, my right, cup right, there right. and it's like it grinds to get it more grinds the coffee it fucking shoots the steamed <laughs> milk into it it's fucking it's all in less than like 20 seconds so i got dope. a beautiful latte i'm like this is amazing that is dope that is see you doesn't have but any of this to, get, to, to be the balancing act like to, 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 to bring it to bring it the other direction like um, all right, so you told like your story and then like your career story. So, but like, we're both big Mayday fans. Obviously, we're deep thinking type people to even be into that type of music. Mm-hmm. What do you think about just like where we're at in like October 2023 and just like the state of the world and just like more like deep philosophical shit? Like, what would you impart to the internet if the internet what was would to I listen to, to you? The internet? Fuck. Um, as somebody that's been around for 46 years that grew up in an era where you know the internet was born when you were what 12, 13, 14 years old you know by the time it was actually moving up to speed you were a young adult um, 
What do you think about humanity in general? The direction that we're going in, our that's, evolution. That's a lot. You're asking a lot, no, but dude, how can you gotta, I you gotta understand? You how gotta can understand. I comment on you all know of that? In you like know, you know, you know me. You know me. You know but, I'm gonna ask these questions. Like I'm a very deep person. Like this is this is the type of shit I'm interested in hearing about. How do you see the world? The world and where is, we're the going, world is where we are, better. and where we're going. I was gonna say time isn't real. So. <laughs> The world is it, fucked. Why to, bother? It, and, and there's a lot of realness to as, that. As Rec would say. A lot of realness to that. But at the same no. time, <laughs> at the same no, time, it's, um, he bothers. So, we're, no, we're, I know, so why? We, we do bother, don't we? Um, yep. No, the world's a beautiful place. There's a lot of the, Yes, there. thank you. I just want to hear that. That's, the world's amazing. That's awesome to hear. The only anybody. thing fucking the world up for me is people. Yeah. Honestly. In the way that, that we treat it. Yeah, shitty people, shitty fucking people that are just too buried in themselves or their fucking Their phone. story, their idea of themselves. Motherfucker can't even drive down the road for 10 minutes without fucking staring at their phone and watching a YouTube or a TikTok video, you know, and they're swerving around the road and fucking, or they're responding to a message or, like, just put the fucking phone down. Like, you know, we didn't even have cell phones when I was a kid. Like, we went outside, we played until the lights came on on the streets. I was that, born in 89. Tiff, you're 86. Like, for me in 89, I feel like, I'm, feeling like I'm on the edge, the dude. So people if your people were born young, two, three years after me <laughs> sucked into their fucking internet or phone, mobile device, whatever. Technology's amazing. It, it's extremely... And don't get me wrong, not 100% of people born after 1991 or whatever it is is sucked into it, but a yeah, large majority of them like, are. It's, it, there's a significant generational distinctions, but like there's calling people but millennials or but boomers. It, but or there are significant differences. It's significant. Those labels, it's significant is, enough is. to say uh, if we are going to generalize, like the, mean, there, these are know, significant differences. There's, there's a reason ev- stereotypes are stereotypes. Right. Every individual is what they are. You shouldn't judge somebody based on stereotypes. True. You shouldn't judge any individual based on stereotypes because yes, yes, every individual yes. is who they are. Unconscious, At the same time, bias. There are group behaviors. Right. People are biased. Stereotypes developed for a reason. Right. Like you said. Without even realizing sometimes just because okay. of the way they're brought up. Well, I hate road rage, but I get on the road and somebody does some buck shit in front of me and then I act exactly like them. We just had that conversation. So, I mean, it's not just, you know, <clears throat> just saying. She's got a point. Well, yeah, but that doesn't mean you should sink to their level. Right. True, but are we right. not? Are that, we not our? That's own. what the argument was, you know. True, why, but are why we not our own harshest? Start driving parts? erratic and honking at them, and like it's not your job to traffic or to police the other traffic. You know what I mean? Sure, they're being f- assholes. Sure, they might cause a wreck, but don't make it worse by interacting with them and doing a Fair road enough. rage incident and. Yeah, but sometimes it just happens because we're people. I know. I get it. That people get, you know, in the heat of the moment. And I'm, you know, and this is Atlanta. So, you know, fucking be careful. Right. (laughs) We saw saw a wreck five minutes after we left the house right down the road here. Right. We live in a truck. I think anybody anybody watching this or anybody (laughs) in this room right now can agree that we live in a fucking large insane asylum without bars. It's, it's why I'd rather be farther away from the city. However, the farther I can get from the city, the better. The more peaceful I am at home. Because the closer I am to the city, the more panicky I am, the more gunshots I hear outside and sirens I hear outside. And 
That shit's not good for your fucking okay. mental health. I agree. 100%. Everything or even your physical health, health if you catch a fucking stray bullet because you're out in the ghetto. Every, everything that you're saying right now, I totally agree with, and I think a lot of people can identify and relate with. Where I want to go with it is how do we change, how do we make that more comforting? <laughs> how do we create a world where we don't feel that way? Do better. Be better. Be better. Get better. Get better idols. <laughs> Weed's good too. Cannabis is definitely a big part of it for sure. Psychedelics, you know, open your mind. Don't be dumb. I don't think they can hurt if if you use them responsibly. But cannabis is well, the one. Yeah, yeah. Cannabis is it. is a favorable one for me because you can use it irresponsibly and it still is not going to do that. Worst you're going to do is eat. Too much <laughs> <of that. laughs> it's not the, the worst possible scenario. Is not that bad with cannabis. Exactly. You take too much LSD. You take too much Molly. You take too much mushrooms. Negative consequences. Things could happen. You know what I mean. <laughs> I like taking all of those drugs personally in the proper dosage. But cannabis, mm. even if you're irresponsible, <laughs> you'd be alright. Yeah. So the state of the world is yeah. It's you know it's a messy place. It's, fucked, it's getting sure. messier. It's it's only so big. Do you um, think, as somebody who is a eternal optimist, do you think? That, don't get me wrong, I don't think it happens. Personally, the year that I'm looking at is 2028. Things are moving really fast right now. We're in 2023. Resources dwindling. By 2028. Prices going up. Things are going to be Gas, drastically food, different all cost in five of years. All across the board. I think within the next five years, we hit a low. A serious low. Where people actually start to wake up. And it might take a while. You know, my uncle told me, my great uncle, my great uncle Edward is the coolest motherfucker in my entire family. He told me one time, because we were having a real deep conversation about just like human evolution and like collective consciousness and where we're headed as a species and all of that sort of shit, right? And he's older. He's very, very much older. was an alcoholic until he was like 47, 48 I wouldn't say turned his life around necessarily, but chilled out very seriously. Stopped drinking, went sober, at least in terms of alcohol. And uh, I'll never forget the words that he said. He said, an aircraft carrier doesn't turn on a dime. And it was an analogy to the I fact love a good that... Analogy that humanity has been on the wrong path for so long that any attempt to right ourselves is not going to be an easy task. Not without some kind of... An aircraft, an air, an aircraft carrier doesn't turn on a dime. That's exactly what he said. An aircraft <laughs> carrier doesn't turn on a dime. And that, in reference, give, give it a minute. To, in reference, give it a minute to crack cards it, a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Let that one simmer for a second, because it's hey, like, like you know, like at the very beginning of this conversation, I said I never thought in my life I would see weed legal. Right. And aircraft are, carriers and we are don't now. turn on a dime. It's right. a great analogy for a lot of different things that are happening mm-hmm. in our exactly. world right now. It's like, yeah. Well, hopefully it is turning in the right direction. I feel like we are turning in the right direction, but the turn itself can cause some turbulence with minds that aren't prepared for it 
Well, I mean, you know, to just think about the numbers. What, what do you think about all that? There's, you know, there's obviously only so much room on this planet for the amount of people there are, and there's just more people coming and less resources. So, you know, obviously we will have to leave this planet. Some of us will, or we I don't will, know or about we will all that. Destroy it. I don't know about all that. What do you think the solution is? Leave it. I do know. I do think. I do it? think there are some radical solutions. Right. What do you think? As somebody it's who Mad Max Beyond the Thunderdome shit, oh, it's po- post-apocalyptic world, do you think we're gonna get hit that? Point? I think we're already at the post-apocalyptic. Well, do you think we're beyond we're saving? Do you think we'll be able to fix it? I think we do need to evolve to something different than what we are. Oh, absolutely. We're, we're gonna be forced to in order to survive. Which leads me to my next question, which is. What do you believe we are? We call ourselves human beings. He's getting, he's, getting, he's getting deep over here. <laughs> We're trash beings. Well, we've, already, we've already done your story. We've already done all the other, uh, the, the shallower stuff that we need to do. I don't know what the fuck we are. I want to hear, I wanna hear like your philosophy on what we are, what our purpose is. Shit, man, the more I learn, the more I learn I don't know nothing. Right. That, that everybody else is full of shit, that all these religions, you know, they're cool guidebooks on how to live a good life, you know. Um, based on, to, like, to some extent. I was going to say, based on somebody's story that lived a fucking and, and thousands I would say, of years ago. And I would say each one of them has only one little bit of the picture. But don't every single one of us? Though? If they've all got and it what distorted makes special? and fucked up. What makes up Muhammad or Jesus or fucking Buddha more special than me? Well, they, they all glimpse the piece of the Corey. picture, but they, you know, they're like, oh, well, this is, we should base our religion up. But I, you know, I think maybe they all have some important things. They might have had some epic insight. They took from, some epic you know, drugs or some shit, you know. Well, there, you know, there's different stories. Like there's the Bhagavad Gita. You know, there's the um, the Mexican, the Quran, the, Don the Bible, the, the Bible of the Dead, Bible, the, the Aztec Bible of the Dead, or whatever the fuck that yeah. one is. Um, Tahit, the, uh, the, the, the Egyptian, the, yeah, the Egyptian Book of the Dead. Fucking so much, like, and dude. then and there's corresponding stories in all of them. And do you think cannabis is tied to probably? I'm not. I'm not trying to pull a fucking. You know. Uh, I feel like cannabis is tied. I, I'm not to trying to go all ancient aliens here, but, but what about cannabis? <laughs> You think cannabis is tied um, to every single one of those prophetic visions? I, I do think it's possible that humans possible. didn't originate from here. Did not originate from that, that, planet that, Earth. That our DNA was potentially seeded here by an alien species. Nah. I think plants. Plants. I think cannabis and mushrooms have served to... But have you ever, like... I mean... It's just fungus I and mean, I plants and animals real, coming all together, that too. But like creating like a unique species. Have you ever thought about like what is before God? What's before God? Yes. Have you ever thought about what is before God? But what is God to you? Because God, God, God is a very fucked up word. God is yeah. everything to us, right? Okay. But no, okay. But, but like, no, 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 no. Because people God have can, very God different. God can mean anything. God to can anyone. mean a very different shit to but, very mi- different mi- people. Okay. Well, although. To a drug addict, Although God is heroin. Behind, right. Behind, behind him. But that's the question that mushrooms ask everybody. What is behind But that's why fungus God. is very unique. 
I feel like fungus could be God. Well, it's proven fungus like that's helps humans' brains to, keep, to continue to ask, the right? Well, and the connection. Like, I feel like that's the whole point in all of there it. There is a God. The mushrooms have it figured yes. out, not us. The mushrooms have it fucking <laughs> that's on what I point. Feel like. I mean, ultimately, but we're all going back to the okay, mycelium. There's got to be a creator. Creates this, right? Yeah, but why couldn't fungus We're be that be creator? Spores. But okay, if he, even if it was the creator, who is before that? Or did it very What created the fungus? Big bang? What created everything? So like the bi- the Big Bang, right? Everything in the universe is made up of no, a she certain actually makes finite a valid amount point. of energy, right? I think willpower. Is there only a certain finite amount of energy in the universe? Because but it all came I don't, from the I, I think finite or ins- okay. And if so, an- ans- answer me this. What's outside of what the universe? What is outside of the creator? I th- but they all are asking the same question. And I say oh. that finite and infinite are both moot points. For real. But because it's like... there's got to be something that just started everything. Willpower. Are we just and that's just a, a word, too. An alien Will, willpower is nothing more than a symbol, a word that I'm using to try to send a message to people, okay. whether it be you or Noise or okay, Tiffany, okay, yeah. to explain the force that is our intent. What was the intent force? is another what word. Was the very it's magic. What was, the very, what was the very first, first, first? That's what I'm trying it? to tell you. It's magic. The fact that we wanted existence to exist. Stardust. Brought it into existence. We're all made out of stardust. Yes, exactly. Like the the fact that we that we the what you're asking is the so like what I'm saying is the answer to your question. So we are. We willed ourselves into existence. Everything that we see, everything that we feel, everything that we experience is brought into experience by the fact that we wanted it to experience. Life finds a way. The, it, by by it the it, by the fact that we it wanted does. it to start, the, it's beyond words. The it's like will, willpower the, is the, the daisy, best word I have for it. The goddamn daisy growing between the two fucking pavement. It's it. Life finds a way. It's gonna yes, fucking push its, will, its way it's through. It's just willpower. It's will intention. Yeah. It's like words <clears throat> are wor- the words willpower and intention fall very short of what they represent. What those words represent. What was before that? There's nothing before willpower. Try to think about that. Think about what would become before willpower. You can't have anything before willpower. I don't know. Of course you don't know because it's just your intention. It's just what it is. (laughs) There's nothing before what it is. This makes me think of that action bronze. Like our willpower is reality. What is a thought? What what really is a thought? Can you really even have a thought? But that's real shit. That's why I like I fuck with Action Bronson actually. I fuck with him hard actually. He's dope. He is. And Absol too. You fuck with Absol? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what's up. Yeah. <clears throat> you get what I'm trying to say, right? You say what becomes before willpower, but how can anything become before willpower? Existence itself is the manifestation of willpower. And that's just the word that I use. That's just like a, it could, you could call it intention. You could call it God. You could call it consciousness. You could call it nature. You could call it fucking Allah. Nothing comes before it. It itself is what God is. I think willpower and God are the same thing. 
I think willpower and reality are the same thing. What became before God, though? Nothing. Nothing comes before existence. You, you will it into existence. That's, the, that's what I'm trying What's to say. What's your answer? Yeah, what is your answer? Exactly. What's your answer? <clears throat> Riddle me this. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> huh? <clears throat> I think it's just, you. I think the intention itself is what God is. We are connected to God through oh, our willpower, through our intention. When did that start? Right now. What's the difference between right now and fucking thousands of years ago? Oh. Oh. <laughs> I made sure I left them. For you. What do you think? Me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. Hell, Satan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who is Satan? <laughs> okay, but who is Satan? <laughs> I like I actually okay. like that okay. because it sparks okay. a di- whole different. You know me, you know me. I fuck with the yin yang. The yin yang is my favorite first symbol. First that comes to my mind is Richard Ramirez, and he says Satan is a stabilizing force in my life. Um, that to me speaks volumes. <laughs> okay, how? Because he believes in it. Literally, like you were just saying, he believes in Satan, so it stabilizes okay. his life. Right. I believe in tarot. I believe in energy. I but what is Satan? Messages. What is Satan to somebody who believes in Satan? Do they believe in Satan because they believe in God? No, I don't believe that. I think God. Why do they believe in Satan then? Here, like, let me simplify this. I think God is just like any religion. It's a comfort blanket. That's all it is. It's just a comfort blanket. But so you, but, so you, but okay, so I know that's the point I'm getting to. That's the point I'm getting to. Though, could not be ignorant could, in your bliss. Could, could not Satan be the same thing? Yeah, absolutely. That's of course the, kind of the point yeah. that I was trying to make with Richard Ramirez's whole, you know, hail Satan, and he's a stabilizing force in my life. Like that's that to him was what made his life. Yeah, better, focus, period. willpower, whatever. Yeah. Ignorance so, to anyone, it could be any number of things. Satan is God. No. Or God, or God is Satan. Yeah, exactly. It depends on what your view is. No? Mm-hmm. Why not? Because Satan is the opposite of God. But only because you your believe yin that. And your yang. Huh? The yin and the yang. Yes, but the, the yin and the yang to me... But you can't one have one yin of, without you. Like, but one of the most foundational aspects of the yin and yang to me is like truth, right? In order to know the truth, stop believing anything. If you don't believe in anything, because lies require you to believe in them. When you stop, when you say, fuck, I don't believe in nothing, the only thing that's gonna survive when you actually stop believing everything so at all. But when, when now you gotta let go of all that bullshit, because it's, I mean, you might as well be dead because why not? It's the only way to really be alive is to like mentally die and stop believing in anything. And when you do that, you realize that the only thing that's real is what you believe in, which is a fucking conundrum as a motherfucker, right? Like what you believe in is real. Well, and I but, kind of agree with you on like it's willpower. Like we <clears throat> exist because we choose to. Exactly. Period. This 100%. conversation brought to you by drugs. <laughs> brought to you by alcohol and <laughs> other things. <laughs> Mostly alcohol. Existence is crazy. Exactly, but like to Drug, me, to make but, but funner another another way to word what I just said is like the power of our belief creates everything. It totally does. 
it we believe it, if we believe in Satan, Satan is all powerful. If we believe in God, God is all powerful. At the same time, God and Satan are literally nothing more than sounds that I'm making with my mouth. And you're the one that believes okay. in whatever concept that you attach to that symbol. God is like in everything though. But that's a God is literally three letters it made into a word that is a concept that you've been made to believe. Really spelled cat, man. Huh? I said, what if G-O-D really spelled cat, man? It could. But that's just different symbols. But To I, the cat lady, cat could be God. But what were you saying? I want to hear what you were saying, Corey. Crazy cat lady. God isn't everything. Everything's alive. Everything's living. But that's understanding that God is life. But even those symbols are just symbols for what is. Satan, you could say Satan is the same thing. This is getting way it's just, too it's just, it's just a different. No, but no, it's real. Because like Satan is just another word. If you wanted to attach that word to what is real, then you could say I believe in Satan and it's, it's no, life. It, no. Satan is life, is God, is consciousness, is nature, is existence. Like they're all fucking just words just, that represent you're something just real. Fucking playing semantics here. Yeah. You're exactly. Playing word games, goddammit. Exactly. A hundred percent. You're making my brain hurt. Stop it. <laughs> but no. But okay. No. Yeah. You're I actually know. reaching know, a good I point, know. though. No. I, I, you're actually getting to a point that I wanted to get to because <laughs> isn't it? Is it not just word games? Labels. Yeah. People like try to attach their own words to it and like put their like, oh, I'm a Satanist, I'm a fucking Christian, I'm a, I'm Islam or whatever. But it's just like, you're trying, Imagine what you're we trying did before to win words. a game that is like just playing it is fucking costing you energy. So I'm saying we should just go back to grunts. We shouldn't even talk anymore. Hey, we shouldn't even have a language. <laughs> no, I feel like we do need we kind of, that, that. But that's why I do a podcast. It's kind of, I feel like we do need to talk it out, like talk these like actual real shit out, you know? Because <clears throat> it's not going to we're not going to solve anything good, by not talking it out. It's good therapy session. That's why I, I use it for is therapy. We saw What is that thing called? I've told this more dude tonight. This dude more shit about me tonight than I've told anybody in a long that? fucking time. Well, other people are listening. What is that thing that? Well, we yeah. Saw? In the future, but not right this minute. Elon Musk. The Starlink I shit. I thought it was aliens. I got so excited. Oh, that's so crazy. I was like, they're here. <laughs> yeah, we saw that shit flying Ooh. over one night, and we were on acid too, so it was a trip. I do think there's something going on. <clears throat> whether it's mi- whether it's military technology or legitimately extraterrestrial. Elon Musk. Satellite? Like the Starlink yeah. shit? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we could see that. planes, but these things were way higher than that, and they were successive. It was well, like, like one after the other, and there was like 40 AI or 50 of them. Yeah. Like, it just filled up the sky. You think they, they were like Amazon moving. Prime deliveries, though? <laughs> That'd be cool. <laughs> I just feel like that it. shit do be getting here fast, though. <laughs> right? No, it's they, they have those Amazon fulfillment warehouses Drones fucking everywhere, so they have, like, stock of that shit, of the major products, like... Right now, you know, mm-hmm. anything else? I mean, what? I knew, I knew that all, all the drones going over in Israel. Okay, well, I think we should be a little bit more concerned about AI. Oh, yeah, all right. Changing. We're getting into too many different weeds. We've already had an epic I don't episode. Know if I want to go into Israel and Palestine. <laughs> you know, I'm not going, I'm not going there right now. Corey and I are actually going to have an episode soon on. Because my, my former Monogamy. boss, my former boss is betrayed by him as I am. He is 
Palestinian, We're and I know a lot about him and his family. Yeah, or at your place. I don't agree with how Israel treats Palestine. Like, yeah, but you got Hamas in there. Normal right? people They're don't just go out and fucking attack people. They well, do they, that if they don't have food or shelter or a way to make a life for their fucking family. Well, that is Hamas. That they're, they're, that's why they're going over there and starting to do that stuff. I mean, Israel shits on Palestine constantly, and now that Palestine's rising up, they're gonna be, you know, they're gonna point the cameras and. My grandpa cry. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna take a stance either way. My stand. So, my stance on the it, whole. I said it. I'm sorry. Yeah, my stance on Israel Palestine is. Israel's is done some war, fucked up is shit. Is that war is bad? In their past. In my, my, I don't. I don't take been, sides. They, I don't, I don't think any either side in war is never right to me. We. But I will that, say this. I just want to say this. Let me, oh, both sorry, of y'all. Let me. Ahead. Let me finish sorry, this sorry, point sorry, because my. And I hate. I hate to be like nepotistic and all that bullshit, but like, my grandpa. He retired from the Marine Corps right before the first Persian Gulf War, and then he died a year before 9-11. And I feel like they weren't even going to try the I share nine- birthday with Storman Norman Schwarzkopf. I feel like they weren't even going to try that 9-11 <laughs> inside job bullshit while he was still alive because he would have sniffed it out. He died in August 20, uh, 2000. So about uh, 13 months before oh, 9-11 happened. OSS dudes. And he retired from the Marine Corps in 1991, so literally like a year before the first Persian Gulf War happened. And he was a three-star general in the Marine Corps, and he was super non-political. He avoided any political discussion when he was around (laughs) family and friends. The only thing he ever publicly said around family and friends when it came to politics and religion, especially involving the Middle East, was that They've been fighting for over 2,000 years, and the only thing that we're doing by getting ourselves involved is fucking ourselves over. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, they've been having a holy war, holy war for a long time. Like, this isn't anything new. It's, right. It's, it's been going on for hundreds of years. It's the holy land. It belongs to us. It belongs I, to well, us. Yeah, no, it belongs to us. No, it belongs to us. It's getting to the point where we're new. Like, y'all can't insane. fucking share it? And like, aren't we all well, human beings at the same? Like, right. Like, what the fuck? I mean, what, you have babies. Y'all don't, don't see similarities between each other at all. <laughs> right. You know, you don't think there's Jewish Palestinian children out there? Right. That are being. Now I saw. Um, you know, Immortal Technique. He posted a um like this picture, and it was like these Jewish guys standing outside of the UN that were like, um, it had signs that were like, you know, did you know? Jewish does not mean Zionist, basically. Like, Ju- Ju- the Judaism, Jews do but, not represent yeah, the, the Zionist states. And, the, yeah. and it's like Jews for Palestine, you know, which is fucking not an angle that you'll ever hear the media no. cover. No. Jews no. for Palestine is fucking an insane <clears throat> position, according to the mainstream media, whether it be Fox or CNN. Right, and you're like, I'd be, I'm, I don't even want to say shit on Facebook or any social media because yeah, everybody's, everybody's all on this literal. This, this everybody's all like, right I now, stand with Israel. Yeah, this, this moment is the first time I've even commented on it. Israel I don't stand with power. Side. I don't stand with war. Fuck yo. Yeah, I don't stand with war. Like, I stand take with peace. a look at. And neither you know, side seems look to at be it with that objectively. Right. <clears throat> Why do you think they're doing that? Because they're, you know. Brainwash. It's their only choice. 
Yeah. Or they've been yeah exactly. Or they've been put in a position where they feel like this is life a life or death situation, like a life or death choice. You know, so they make the choice that they make. Well, they like Israel literally doesn't like give them passports and like they're not allowed to get the same jobs as Jews and like it's they're yeah. really like Palestinians yeah. are really shitted on. Yeah, Palestinians are really shitted on by Israel. So like I. I get it. Like the, you keep kicking a fucking dog, and not feeding it. The dog's gonna bite you back at some it's point. It's gonna fucking bite back. Yeah. And then when it does, you can't fucking run and fucking be like, Wah. yeah. I mean, I get it. People are dying. That's not good. Obviously, you know that's right. I feel for all that shit. Innocent people dying. It's definitely never... not good. Right. But people don't usually kill for no reason. Exactly. They own, they I think it's re- important to ask they questions. Only do it because they believe make, they making assumptions to. versus asking questions is a big right assumptions bias. Yeah, a big a big um, prejudice discernment practice. Yeah. <laughs> you know, oh, but we've yeah no we've we've been going at this for a minute, so I'm ready ready to wrap it yeah, up. Yeah, it's midnight. Um, for sure. But did you have any closing thoughts? Any closing anything you wanted to put to the internet? Um, well, the, the subject matter of this whole interview was what it was. So I would say um, in this day and age with communication and being what it is, um, you know, if you're in a position of power, watch your back. Don't post things even on your social media. Even the most innocuous things can get you fucking strung up and hung out to dry. So, um, sometimes it's best, you know, not to be posting on social media or sharing, especially, you know, you should definitely keep a, a separation between your, your personal life and your work life. Um, don't let the two mesh. Um, it's never a good thing. Not if you want to be a professional business person in this type of world in this day and age. They're your, they're your employees, they're your co-workers, they're not your friends. Um, yeah, I hate to take a cold approach, you know, um, but... As it it we, would be better if they were your friends. The right? world is a beautiful place, um, but there's a lot of fucked up people out there, you know. Uh, I love the world. It's, like I said, it's, the, it's magical, it's amazing, I'm never cease to wonder at the things that I see. Um, so don't let the people ruin it for you. Because there's some good ones, you know. Hell yeah. Right here. That's right. Wrecking Crew. Wrecking Crew, baby. Look, this podcast is over, but this is brought to you by drugs. Drugs. Do you believe in repair? What if the kingdom of heaven is within you? Do you think you would enter, huh? What do you know, huh? How do you know truth from the pity of your soul or just cause somebody told you? Do you think about what you think about? Do you see yourself in the people that you hang around? Keep quiet, let me think aloud. It's enough, wanna break it down. And question your perceptions, I'ma break it down, down. And question your perceptions, do you ever? Question your perceptions, do you ever? Question it all, yeah. What if your money was worthless? Then would you know what you're worth is? And reconsider living with a purpose. How would you determine what work is? Are you seeking what's easy to purchase? Or is it deeper than what's on the surface? Do you question 
Your perceptions ever have a soul is real It ain't your politicians Know your status All of that is fiction So it's real It ain't your entertainment Know the industry I heard is filled with fake shit I need truth, I need truth over everything. I need truth, I need truth above all else. I need truth, I need truth over everything. Give me the truth, give me the truth, give me the truth, yeah.